Boys, Anzac Day footy, one of the best Anzac Days in recent memory across both codes. We're going to chat Rugby League Round 9, AFL Round 7, plus a massive NFL draft wrap-up. Bryce Young to Carolina with the first pick. Uh, no head-scratching there, pretty much consensus. Uh, but then some interesting ones through the top ten. We'll have a look mostly at the first round and have a chat about our teams. Plus, he's leaving on a jet plane to the Jets. Aaron Rodgers confirm <laughs> is a jet. Uh, NBA playoffs. Bye-bye-bye, Milwaukee Bucks. Hurt Giannis didn't help. Jimmy Buckets gets the heat through. We'll chat all things NBA playoffs with a massive Game seven tomorrow, our time between the Kings and the Dubs. Cricket, IPL, plenty of runs. Lucknow scored 257, if you don't mind. Uh, <laughs> 700-odd runs as well from Sri Lanka against Ireland. Wild. EPL, I think City have wrapped up the league. Uh, pretty yeah. disappointing from Arsenal at the Etihad. Plus a big final round, USC 288 preview. And the F1 is Baku, baby. Yes. It's back in Baku, <laughs> some sort of. Joke there about the Azerbaijan capital. Uh, g'day, this is On The Esky. Uh, it's a sports podcast where we like to chat our Aussie sports but also have an interest in the wider world of sports. We have timestamps. You can skip to the sports that you'd like on the YouTube or the Spotify. Please consider checking us out on the social media platforms. We like to start the show by shouting a beer. Shauna, who are you shouting a beer this week? Well, I think that's well-deserved. West Tigers uh, will shed a beer to the whole team and the coaching staff. It's finally happened. After I think it was 270-odd days, mm. they have finally won an NRL football match um, over a year for Luke Brooks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've done it. And not only they did, they've won a game, but they did it in style, taking down <laughs> the defending double champions in the Penrith Panthers, uh, 12-8 in their game. Uh, so I think it's well worth shaking the beer after coupling, copping a couple mops in the last couple weeks uh, that, yeah, they probably deserve it um, for some beers. And I, I assume a fair few beers were had post-match as well. Yeah, we uh, sort of put them on the end of the mop of the week segment that we like to also start the show with uh, just for being a bit of a mop of an organisation. For a month. And in great sort of Tigers fashion, they go out and knock off the defending premiers. Uh, They did beat Parramatta twice last Mm. year. It is a bit of a Tigers thing to do. But uh, rest easy, West Tigers fans, this weekend uh, off the nudie run for the the year. Yeah, (laughs) and I can't wait for them to put the the dagger in the back of Anthony Griffin's career with the Dragons (laughs) next week. (laughs) That might might have happened this week. Yeah, that's (laughs) if he survives a week. That is true. We'll get into that later. Boys, I'm going to shout a beer or, you know, <laughs> other kind of legal substance uh, mm-hmm. that's uh, up there in the mountains in Colorado. Sean Payton, the new head coach of the Denver Broncos uh, of New Orleans and uh, Bounty Gate fame, mm-hmm. uh, was seen on draft night ripping a big fat one, <laughs> I assume, with his kids. Uh, yeah. Or he's just hanging out with some, you know, teenagers. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, just some random college He's on the recruitment drive. <laughs> Ripping bongs, Laramie Tunstall. How, how Tunstall else are you going to get those undrafted free agents? So. <laughs> Ripping fat ones, it seems. <laughs> now, they've made the news. No one really seemed to give too, too much about it because uh, it is completely legal up there in Colorado. Mm-hmm. So maybe he's just going, yep, I fit in well up here with the uh, the mountain people. And uh, to show his solidarity, uh, yeah. Sucked on a sucked on a big uh, fat bong. Yeah, I can't wait for yeah. bong rips uh, sessions at the training camp this year. So mm. let's go. Let's go. 
Maybe we should start a podcast <laughs> once. Uh, <laughs> 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 we struggle to talk as it is. Uh, and I don't know if that would treat uh, any of us too well <clears throat> on this table. Oh, we're probably not too more sure sophisticated knowing us. <clears throat> more sophisticated. <laughs> Let's let's leave that one to the imagination <laughs> and uh, and maybe no no science involved. Uh. <laughs> Jimmy on the end of the table. Yeah, would you like a share yep. of beer or a bong? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it to beer. I'll keep it to beer. Um, yeah, I'll keep it NFL. I'll keep it on the topic of draft, which we'll go into uh, a little bit more depth later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this week, I am going to dra- uh, draft. Draft. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll give him a draft. Draft beer. Uh, Jake Moody, the kicker. For now, for San Francisco, so mm-hmm. uh, kickers have a special ha- place in my heart. Um, obviously, Tampa Bay um, drafting Robert Aguayo a few years back now. Robert, um, Robert. Robert. Roberto. 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 Did I say? Roberto. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Did I say um, the hands, bro? <laughs> <laughs> That's it. No, Jake Moody going in the third round, uh, pick 99th overall uh, to San Francisco. So uh, just a funny, cool little story. You don't. You very rarely see mm. kickers go so early. I think we were looking at some of the numbers earlier on the chat. I think last time, well, besides Roberto, um, who was it? Uh, Sebastian Janikowski yeah, yeah, back in 2001. Yeah, uh, was drafted in the first round, pick number 17. 17th um, pick overall and uh, turned out to be a pretty good pick. They went to the Super Bowl <laughs> the next year. Janikowski's <laughs> in the Hall of Fame. So That's good underrated nation with that one. Exactly, yeah. Um, and I'm going to shout a supplemental one Ooh. as well this week. Uh, just saw earlier today. So Chris Vaughan, um, scout for Dallas Cowboys mm-hmm. in the sixth round, um, he had the honour to call up his son, uh, mm. running back Juice um, Vaughan, um, and tell he, or ask him if he wanted to come to work with him father-son style uh, yeah. next week because, yeah, Dallas Cowboys picked him as running back. So cool little little story there. Um, obviously, with the draft, you always see these like little happy um, moments and all that sort of stuff. So yeah, just shout shout a bit of them as well. Yeah, bringing the juice to, to Dallas. <laughs> Very wholesome <laughs> content there, and uh, obviously we do see a fair bit of father son gear down under here in the AFL draft system. Mm-hmm. But uh, pretty pretty rare for there to be any kind of father son. Uh, involvement there, so enjoy uh, mm-hmm. being a cowboy juice and working with your dad. <laughs> yeah, sounds like a nightmare to me personally. But anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, mop of the week. Uh, the Memphis Grizzlies are gone, mm-hmm. and uh, one of their mm-hmm. villains in Dylan Brooks has uh, had himself in the headlines this week. Shauna, you got the story? Mm-hmm. Well. Can you pull up the quote for me? So I think it yes. all stemmed from Game Three. Um, after game three, there, there was they. He was directly quoted. They were asked about you know the the role he'd done on LeBron, and the main point was I poke bears. I don't respect no one until they come and give me forty. I pride myself on what I do. Um, Jimmy, I'd love to for. <laughs> oh, actually, you sent it in the chat. Or was it Michael sent in the chat? I, I can get the Instagram. Steam. Yeah, there's uh, a bit from, of slapback from the sl- king. Yeah. Well, yeah. following that quote, um, <laughs> the following match they. Uh, LeBron went for 20-20, so, mm-hmm. you know, 20 points and 20 rebounds. So First Laker to do so in the playoffs since since the Shaq yes, attack. Yes. Mm. And, you know, Shaq also, I think, pointed out, that well, that's 40, so that was, you know, one number 40. <laughs> and then, of course, they lost the series in their last match by 40 points, so another 40 there. Uh, but on the flip side of that, uh, Brooks played pretty terrible and <laughs> posted mm. these comments as well. Um, I'd seen the the Brooks unders multi doing the rounds, um, you know, scoring uh, unders and points, assists and rebounds. And, yeah, he had been pretty terrible. He's off contract. I think 
Uh, it's pretty well known that he is <laughs> Dunsky's. I think he'll be uh, playing for a different team next year. Oh, definitely. Definitely. Uh, the King said, if you ever see me fighting in the forest with a grizzly bear, help the bear. <laughs> Especially if he looks like Dylan Brooks. Slap uh, back, King. That's too Lakers bad. go through. Grizz, second seed. Uh, they actually weren't the highest seed to miss yeah. out. We will talk all things NBA mm. playoffs in the NBA segment. It's quite interesting. Those, as we kind of alluded to for many, many months, those uh, middle teams, if they could sneak into the mm. playoffs, mm. Uh, you know, those elite big threes. Um, can really do some damage. Come playoff time. Now we won't go soundbite here because I think we're going to talk both um, codes on Anzac Day. He could press both buttons at the same time. At the same time, go for it, Jimmy. Go press both at the yeah, same let's, time. Let's do this. See, See what happens. Yeah, what actually happens? If it plays over. It's okay. Go one. Ready? Yeah, that's, wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll get the timing right next week. <laughs> maybe next Anzac Day. <laughs> <laughs> All right, boys. Let's start at uh, at the G. Uh, nearly hundred thousand in there. Uh, one of the biggest crowds in regular season um, footy ever. And the mm. Bombers, they held a lead for three quarters, but uh, the Pies getting the job done by 13 points. Uh, Max, did you see much of this one? You, you oh, Poor poor fella. Bom- bombers and Dragons yeah. fan. <laughs> That's it. Um, no, yeah. Uh, again, Bombers, as you mentioned, led for the first three quarters and then, um, yeah, the Pies just ran away with it. Nick Dacos just had an absolute um, ball of the last mm. quarter, um, just absolutely um, smashing it through. Um, is he odds on favourite for Brownlow as well? Yeah, do you want to chase that up? Yeah. Because he was $3.50 to win the Anzac Day medal, which is obscenely short. And <laughs> also, excellent value. <laughs> well, yeah, in hindsight, that's uh, you know, $3.50 every dollar. <laughs> yeah. Had uh, 40 and two crucial goals in this one, was uh, pivotal in the in the fourth quarter and in the pies running him down. Mm. Um, we were talking about it during the week. I thought, oh, geez, he might be the youngest ever to win the Brownlow. But uh, I think a young Gavin Wanganeen was, was young. Younger in the early 19, 90s, was 19. He was only 19. Um, how about he's got – we have to chase up today's posies actually because that game's just finished. Yeah, they won by one point. I'm really? It the, for you. the crumb? Yeah, lost um, by – well, yeah. The, the Pies won by one point. Mm. How many did he have? Because uh, he had 220 disposals through six games. I was just about to read out his brother's stats. Uh, know, so who, Jay Dacos <laughs> sitting above him, was Yeah, he got 31. He got 27. Tad. Yeah. <laughs> Quiet 27. Yeah. Yeah, his brother also got a goal and one behind too. So Had, hot, to, had to share it. Hot pies, hot pies. Crom mm-hmm. yeah. though, like, ooh, we'll, have to, we'll talk about them later. They're yeah. definitely competing with, uh, with the top end of the ladder at the moment. We will talk all things Aussie rules in about half an hour. Uh, let's jump over to the league. I'll afford that. Uh, uh, Nick Dacos, yeah, uh, $2.50 uh, favourite for the Brownlow. Um, Short in week seven. Yeah, mm-hmm. the bond is at $6. What's Clary? So. Six fifty. Six fifty. yeah. Yeah, right. Jess Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty crazy to be not even two months into the f- – to the – Year yep. and uh, a twenty-year-old is is that short to win the, the whole thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's uh, head over to Sydney for Anzac Day. There was a sellout there at Allianz Stadium. Uh, probably the best Anzac Day clash that I've seen in recent mm-hmm. memory. Mm-hmm. Couple of Dragons fans here. Uh, mm-hmm. Probably a bit disappointed with the result, but you uh, can't question the fight. Yeah, I was. I was actually thinking about this because didn't they usually play this at the SCG? 
But when did they actually they, switch it to the – Yeah, so whilst they were building the new stadium, ah, they have been okay. playing at the SCG. But then traditionally as well, I think there was a lot of SCG mm. clashes. Uh, obviously, there wasn't a football stadium pre-mid-80s. So, and, and that's a shit mm. place to watch a rugby league game. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> crazy to think that's like the majority of, of – New South Wales Rugby League finals were at the SCG. Yeah. yeah. And in those days, no big screens, you know. You would have been on your dad's shoulders or getting the binoculars out. Or, <laughs> well, I think, know, I think they want to push through the cigarette smoke to see, yeah. to see anything. <laughs> uh, they did pack them in yeah. those days though. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, pack the darts in, didn't they? Yes. yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> but, but no, right, right you are. So uh, I think last year was back. No, it wouldn't have been because it opened end of last year. So it's mm. been SCG for, for a number of years before this. So that, that was kind of my point is maybe why this clash felt so much uh, more um, – Improved over recent years mm. uh, was maybe you know the having the crowd a lot closer and a bigger crowd in as well mm. um, might have added yeah, to that. Yeah, the bigger crowd definitely. Yeah, the dragons though they do step it up on Anzac Day. Uh, just couldn't quite get the biggies in this one. A uh, Luke Keary field they were, goal. They were really lucky because you know it was almost twenty six and six, mm. um, uh, but they had got that try denied and then scored straight back afterwards to and make then, it 2012. And um, then there was a sin bin, bin yes. I don't think <laughs> – and I, this is coming from a bloke that really has red yeah. and white eyes painted yeah. on uh, – I don't <laughs> see a world where that Victor Radley uh, head clash for mine was a sin bidding. Yeah, I, I think yeah. if you watch it, you know, the initial contact head um, followed through with shoulder. So I, I, I don't think there's a world where the shoulder did not contact the dude's head. So you think it's it's justified? So I think, one, yes, he's got priors, so that's probably why they sat him down. Uh, but also it, the lot of it was high. So it, even the angle of his shoulder, like where his shoulder was, was in line with the head. So – in today's uh, NRL, that's head high. I think uh, a prior shouldn't uh, <laughs> like shouldn't do anything. I can't believe I'm arguing for Chooks playing it. Did you see the Warriors? But prior shouldn't have anything to do with the on field. That's when you True. go to the judiciary. True. Um, yeah. But did you see the Warriors? Uh, they had a you know a garbage bin and say Victor Rad- like Radley yeah. get in Chucky in the crowd. Down. So that uh, was good. Um, I thought Oscar the Grouch kind of gear. If you're talking bullshit Simbins, I think the one today in the Bulldogs game um, uh, with, you know, they're fighting over a ball strip, that mm. to me was an absolute um, mm. shit Simbin. Um, both, both against the Dragons. <laughs> yeah. <but laughs> and, and didn't win either <laughs> Yes. So, um, yeah, uh, I think, the, you know, that was worse than, than this. That angle doesn't show. Yeah. I think it's the angle where not even that one, it's the other one, this yeah, one, because yeah. if you – of course, didn't load, Jimmy. Jimmy's beautiful no, it, internet. It cuts. Yeah, uh, it, it shows like, like I said, the initial contact on head and then shoulder follow through, and the shoulder contacts chin. That's how high in in uh, this year's NRL that's seen being sit you down. So, um, yeah, and Radley's just been on the end of a lot of them. Which yep. takes, I think, he's tally to nine, nine, so. which is an NRL era record. The, Robbo came out after the game and said that Victor's being unfairly. Targeted here by by the referees. Do you think there's any truth in that statement, or do you think he has a has a problem with the way that he plays the game and and in his tackling technique? Mm. It's probably we really have a case for both sides. I yeah, suppose. I mm. agree with Jimmy on that. Yeah, like his intense style probably mm. leads to these kind of mistakes. Like he's trying to lay some punishment down, mm. uh, but then also because it's him, they you know those things get scrutinised and it's like oh it's Radley again, all right. So yeah. Start getting a bit of a name. Yes, yeah. A bit of a 
Jared or Hargraves. Yeah, swinging up Hargraves. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Feel yeah, about exactly. it. Yeah. Surprisingly, they're both in the same team. So. <laughs> Maybe it's a trick thing. And I was just sticking up for it. What's <laughs> <laughs> wrong with me? Uh, we spoke at length about Sam Walker being left out of the side in the uh, in the preview. Joey Manu, doesn't really matter what number he wears. He's pretty destructive. And he uh, did today because he's – because he, no Sam Walker again today. Yeah, so he played He played lost. six. They, no, they, oh, they won. won. They won. And the it, wet, they, wet game. Yeah, exactly. And it wasn't uh, really compelling viewing. There was a lot of rain over there. In uh, in Kiwi land, just quick mm. shout out to Tatau Moga. Uh, he scored a hat trick on Anzac Day. Some brilliant finishes um, and had the the breakaway try, which which made this game really interesting. Mm. Uh, but he hurt his shoulder, so I think he's looking at a pretty lengthy stint on the sideline. The later Anzac Day game was the Storm and the Warriors. The Warriors uh, were up 18-6 uh, just before the half. They actually completed nearly 90% in this one and lost. Uh, and it was mm. big Nelson Asofa Solomona who came on off the bench and pretty much won the game for the Storm, uh, although having a guy called Harry Crown and Cam Munster always helps. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, and the Storm continued their, their really good run on Anzac Day. Probably the big... Talking point for Warriors fans is the return of Roger Tuivasa-Shek. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. You go. Oh, and, uh, you know, the continuum of uh, rugby and uh, rug, – well, Rugby Australia, sorry, and um, Rugby League Australia. Um, Australia Rugby League, sorry, it's the other way around. We got that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, the back and forth between the CEOs and that and the, the comments in the media about, um, you know, they might as well call them boomerangs because they come back. Uh, Hilarious. Yes, yeah. You know, beautiful take from uh, you know, men that really, you know, should should we have more important things to deal to deal with? Uh, but Cobra was pretty fun. To be yeah, honest. it is. To, to, to be <laughs> oh, I think rugby's loving it. <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. relevant. <laughs> we're in the media. Woo! Because um, you know, Payne Haas has been the talk um, mm. in the recent weeks as well. A lot of money, reportedly a mil and a half. And Nelson as well. Oh, yeah. uh, Nelson mm. uh, was very close to signing to go to rugby, but decided to stay. So. Um, yeah, and uh, there's, of course, a lot of, if we're talking cobalt, there's been a lot of conversation about, well, rugby league only gets you so much. Like, it's very centralised to Australia. Mm-hmm. Uh, you play rugby, you could tour the world. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's that aspect as well, especially with a World Cup not too far away on the horizon. So some of these guys are definitely interested in it and they pay more money. Um, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, there is that to it. But RTS is coming back. Um, I don't think there was a spot for him in the All Blacks um, going kind of like a cemented spot that he he was kind of like a fringe guy uh, all playing off the benches. Well, he's been playing mm. a bit of the centre. Again, we don't yeah. watch a lot of rugby, so not yeah. really sure. But I think he'll be in the Rugby World Cup squad for the All Blacks. I just don't know if he'll mm. start. Mm. Can you well, chase that he... up there for the last few? But that World Cup's next year. No, it's not. It's the end of this year. Oh, it's the end of this year. Yeah. What about the thing of next year? Team in World Cups. Is it Olympics next year? Yeah, maybe that's it. Um, yeah. also, also huge rugby fans here, like yeah. big caveat. <laughs> but, really love it. But he'd probably come back and play probably centre for the Warriors. The Warriors uh, are a bit over um, uh, overfilled with fullbacks at the moment mm. with Chance and Martin already in the team. Um, though Chance is the one and Martin's playing six but hurt at the moment, so. I think it's more stocks. It's all good. It's pretty much confirmed that he's going to come back to two play centre, mm. which, which is, is massive. You know, the, the bloke's Italian winner. Yeah, well, he is yeah. the best, arguably the best fullback in NRL when he well, yeah, essentially like left, roosters, left so. at the head of, at the height of his powers. Yeah, has he been playing much for the All Blacks? Um, 
Well, he's, he'll play out the season with the Blues, mm. hoping to make the All Blacks squad mm. um, for the World Cup. How many caps uh, has he got for? I, th- I, caps for I feel like he was no certainty. So. He's played th- three. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so yeah, not a lot. Four last year, yeah. Yeah, you might be right. Yeah. yeah. Interesting, interesting. Yes. Well, that wasn't the only big signing news during the week. Well, there's a lot bigger story, really. <laughs> yeah, for in and out of our world. Dominated the back pages all week. Jack mm. Whiten, after a lot of speculation, uh, has put pen to paper to join South Sydney. Mm-hmm. 3.3 to, to play in the centres, yes. $3.3 million over four years. That's roughly three hundred grand a year less mm-hmm. than what the Raiders had offered him. Mm-hmm. Is there a problem with the salary cap and the way that it's implemented right now in the NRL, Sean? Well, I think the dinosaurs would uh, like to think so. Yeah, Kenty um, definitely uh, <laughs> didn't hold back on uh, on three sixty. If anyone still watches that, yeah, but you know, him, him and Ricky are, are thickest thieves. So yeah, yeah he, anything Raiders related, he's on on Ricky's side, um, no matter how bad it is. So um, I think in I guess the player, it's a player contract. It's an individual kind of decision um, mm. that the salary cap kind of has no impact to that. So I, I get, I get the thinking. Yeah, if he was going to South to play six and that only paid him seven hundred when everyone else was paying over a mil, uh, then yeah, that's not fair market value. But as a player, he's made the decision to take not, a pay cut. Yeah, not play that position, play a different position, and take a pay cut, but also probably be. One of the highest paid at that position. So the back end of his contract, he's looking at nine hundred in the in the season to play yeah. centre. There's not many. Who's on nine hundred? Maybe Val Holmes. I don't, I don't know if there's a centre. No, in, I don't think Val's on that much in the NRL. That's, yeah, that's on that much money. And then I was trying to think of like who helps is. Uh, yeah, well, who's our best centre in, in the league? It's kind of a unfortunately a bit of a forgotten position because. Uh, you know, um, a bunch of fullbacks end up playing in those mm. <laughs> those positions come come rep footy time mm, mm. Um, that the centre kind of gets forgotten about because um, I think what Campbell Graham maybe well, well, the bloke that he's going <laughs> to play on the other side <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah from uh, is is definitely a shout yeah, that guy is very very consistent yes uh, definitely lifts but I, w- I wouldn't say he's the best centre in the NRL no probably so, wouldn't no. you know and then your Stags gets thrown around there Stags um, Justin Oldham's pretty handy yeah the the Sharks dude as well that had the big year last year. Talakai. Talakai, that's the one. You know, they kind of get in the conversation, but they kind of, you know, always get beaten out by the, the turbos and the trails going to mm. play in the centres over on top of them um, as as the example. So, say Jack go there, I think you could very quickly become the best uh, centre in, in rugby league. But going – so going back to the point of the salary cap, if he's going to be that spot and getting paid 950, which is probably – Top money for a centre, then it's probably market value, and there's not much you can do about it. Mm. And as long as South can fit him under their sombrero, um, <laughs> then, then I think it's okay. How funny they they move their uh, headquarters over to Maroubra. They start encroaching <laughs> on Chook's territory. Yeah. They start employing Chook's uh, tactics uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, with a, mm-hmm. with a, you know a, a lot of money uh, to throw around at these players. One through seven. Jeez, that's there's not a better team in in the league, is there? Really, like Lockie Elias for for a young kid, he's mm. been playing pretty well. But uh, it helps when you have uh, that that kind of cattle around you, doesn't it? Yeah, good forward pack, great spine, um, and they they yeah. I think they currently what what are we ten rounds in? Yeah, uh, I think they're favourites, favourites to win the win the comp. 
Um, the Raiders actually said they want an investigation. There needs to be an investigation. <laughs> um, it's going to be interesting to see if anything actually comes about that. Um, I highly, highly doubt it. Hard for the Raiders because well, you, you lose your best player, you know, all the yeah. sort of infighting with, with players and players' wives last year with, yeah. with Ricky and uh, and the whole sort of divorce with the with the English players. Um, mm. It's going to be – it's they're well and truly into rebuild mode now, aren't they? And, yeah, and, and Ricky wasn't didn't really mince his words this week, did he? Yeah, not at all. Um, so – uh, and it was a pretty pretty big and important game as well, winning Golden Point over the Finns. Um, but it actually kind of showed the the emotional side to it. I, th- I think you know Jack really loved the club, loved the, the boys he plays with. And he was in tears after the game. Yeah, I think yeah. you know Ricky was you it know, understood that. Years he's been with the yeah, it's his whole yeah. career. Yeah, yeah, his whole career. Like you know, they probably tried to do everything that they could, but mm-hmm. um, uh, Jack very clearly just wants to win a comp. So, and that's where you feel for the players because yeah. the way that the media works and the sort of the Australian public, the comments yeah, to, section, to the, sell papers, get clicks, the general rhetoric. You doomed if you do, doomed if you don't. Oh, exactly. the, you yeah. you take the money at Canberra, and people say, "Oh, he's he's on a mill." You know, one point one. Then he's not playing like a one point one player. Yeah, he gets the Anthony Milford troop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they're, they're, they're using too much of their cap on him, and blah blah blah. And then okay, well, you take the unders and go to try to win a comp and do, you know, the the sort of less Tom Brady se- thing. That's right, the less self centered thing and the more team based thing. Oh, you're a dog. Yeah. You're leaving Canberra. You know, you're not going to be a one club man. Blah blah blah. Uh, it's I don't know. It's a bit gross, really, isn't it? The that the, these at the end of the day, it's their career. Like, mm. I, I feel I, I don't, I don't like. Obviously, and I'm not a Raiders. None of us here are real diehard Raiders yeah, fans. No, Sean sort of chops and changes. And maybe it's different if if you're a fan and you're heavily invested in the team. But from from an outside, you know, yeah. Well, the abuse, person the, looking in, the, yeah, the, the social media abuse, abuse has been that's so uncalled for, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I, I feel I feel like, mm, and I'm going to say maybe 15 years, maybe since 2010, kind of. Era, maybe, maybe even um, since Cheating Storm, um, the NRL media is always been on the you know like it's attack. It's always attack. There's never mm. there's never like a decent beat up about um, you know how how great the off field like the the community work the guys are doing whatever no charities. One, no one cares, man. No. Like, yeah, that, and that's the thing. Well, especially that's Australia, man. I, I, Comparing it to like what the Yanks do and you see it mm. with their, you know, the Walter Payton medals and, mm. you know, the amount of yeah. effort and the, the show, the support, what their players are actually doing in their communities um, compared to what the NRL does is it's like it's just like everything that's bad, we've got to pump that up to a thousand. Even if it's a small thing, let's pump high, bad headlines out. Yeah. Uh, the soap opera of the NRL. Yeah, well, because that, that's – for me it feels like it's the only right way they think they can make money and get, you know, clicks and views on all the stuff that they're doing. Mm. Um, so, yeah – I kind of get the shits with a lot of um, NRL TV related shows because they kind of tri- um, dribble to me. So if you want to watch some decent dribble, watch us. Yeah, well, that's uh, <laughs> <laughs> kind of what we're here. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, Aside from us, Matty Johns is all right. <laughs> well, that's true. That, that, that's but, true. That, but you can see the difference though. Yeah. yeah. You can see the difference. Like, Comedy gets the pl- – actually players turn out, they're involved in it, they get the – you know, interesting kind of stories that they're doing, jokey yeah. sort of stuff. It's they get funny the player's more. side of yeah. They get more of well, like what they're actually doing instead of like um, you know who who bashed whose misses on the weekend, and <laughs> uh, that probably needs to be reported on. But um, uh, <laughs> but you know they just going after yeah. them, attacking them constantly. Yeah. Mm. Um, 
it's interesting as well, the rise of new media in the rugby league hemisphere. And, you know, obviously we're, we're just a small sort of podcast, but you, you see Denon Camp and, and the stuff that he's doing. Yeah. Hello Sport, Welcome full credit to the boys. Uh, it's it's maybe a bit of a product of younger people don't want to listen to, you know, Buzz and Kenty and <laughs> Gus Gould and, and the like uh, and when it's all just negativity based. Yeah, yeah. We can't play footy like it's the 80s or 90s anymore, unfortunately. Mm. <laughs> Anyways, as a, you know, Dragons fan don't really have too much of a dog in the fight, wishing Jack all the best with, uh, with his South uh, future and, uh, yeah, look, one through seven, uh, it's, Name, name me a better team. Yeah, if, if they don't win, win the comp next year, I think it's a failure of what they're kind of been trying to do. But I guess as uh, Giannis was saying during the week, you know, it's just it's another step in the progress. they got to work their way to it. So, um, But, you know, they put all their cards. They've uh, they've put everything they could into winning a comp and um, let's see if they can do it next year. Or even well, they might, might win it this year. Yeah, and that's they, right. They, yeah. They'll, yeah. they'll defend it next. But they're, they're – well in their window. They're well in their big window at the moment. Yeah, I don't know why we've got the double. <laughs> double, but anyways. Another try going over. Let's get us into the round nine wrap-up. There was a few big upsets, uh, but Thursday went uh, pretty well to script, although I didn't think the Cowboys were going to get dicked belted as bad as uh as they did 44 to 6 uh down there at points bet stadium uh this is two teams that are uh, uh in very different circumstances after finishing second and third last year mm. sharks still looking pretty good cowboys not so much uh nico hines uh wins the inaugural paul green medal he gave the medal and uh his jersey to paul green's kids so yep. a nice little touch there um he's a legend yeah, legend, good good bloke in the in the game. I uh, spoke about having maybe a mental health round. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, a lot of people get behind that. If they don't mm. pick him for six, uh, I'll be very, very disappointed. Um, but I also will be very, very grateful because he is so good at the moment. And Queensland fan <laughs> down <laughs> yes. the end. Yeah. I think he has to play Origin. Yeah, it's just yeah. a matter of is he playing six, is he wearing 14. How, you know, you, you can't not have this, this bloke. Yeah. He's the best player in the comp. Yeah. Mm. So... He has to have a sky blue jersey um, in a couple of weeks' time. What about uh, that man you mentioned before, Big CLC for Talakai? Mm-hmm. He's got nine try assists uh, on the. He actually crossed over for his first meat pie in this one. Try assists a little bit funny. It's uh, depends on the source. So mm. fewer stating about nine, fewer stating about seven, because uh, they're the centers, and some of them are just like a quick little. Yeah, tap yeah. on to the to the wing. I think Will Taylor's got nine tries outside him. Well, he, he did. He did have one of those quick tap ons in this one, mm. but I guess it kind of uh, the intentional tap on. I think he should be counted as a. Oh, but I get yeah, try yeah. assist or winger. Like yeah. Anyways, <laughs> some are stating nine. That's what we're reporting. He's yeah. got nine, which is uh, pretty crazy for a centre. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys on the flip side are very much in struggle town. Mm. Um, yeah, I think uh, the side's kind of broken. We kind of talked about. Um, the big T, um, Talamalo. No, I fucked that up. Uh, right. Yeah, it was a good try. Um, uh, you know, was playing pretty pretty average, and I think it came out that he had to have knee surgery. Like mm-hmm. he's going to miss um, a couple of months, so that's probably a reason why he'd been playing unders. Um, but yeah, I think the the Dragons are probably happy that the Cowboys have been playing so poorly because otherwise next week will be the toilet bowl with the two bottom teams in the league. Um, currently, with the Cowboys. 
just behind them because they've played the bye. Um, yeah, I've gone back to it. I don't know where the Cowboys go from here. They watching some of that game just looked like they had no enthusiasm to be a part of the contest. Gets worse for the mm. Cowboys as well because uh, Jeremiah Nanai got cited for a hip drop. Did you get three week offer, I think. Yeah, I think that you'll be able to chase that up. I, th- I think someone was going to get was more three. Than I think someone was going to get like six. That was on uh, Braden Hamlin. You only four matches. Four matches. Uh, it wasn't. Does that mean he misses Origin one? Good question. Yeah, you'd think so. Get close. Because there's only three. Mm. It's end of May. It's going to depend if there's uh, a buy in there or not. Means does it say in the article he'll next be available round fourteen after game one wow. of State of Origin. Yeah, it's big. Rubbed him out. Probably the best prospect last year. Last year, yeah. yeah. It's, it's been a little bit quieter this year. But. Well, the whole Cowboys team's playing quite mm. quiet. So. Yeah, I think going that Queensland side will be heavily Brisbane um, and probably a few less Cowboys than than usual. What about uh, so Hamlin uh, Uale who got wrapped up in that hip drop tackle pegs the ball. And he seems fine there, and then the he's, trainer he's, comes he's around. He's stumbling a little bit, he's like it's stiff. Than I thought I saw. Yeah, yeah, and then he's just—is he okay? He, uh, no, no, he's he's out. Okay, uh, so, so fair enough. Then he's back up. He'll like miss he, the next month. MCL? That looks like an MCL to me. Uh, I just got knee heel. Okay, but yeah, he's, I, I, I'm trying to remember the re- the report. It wasn't ACL. It was it was one of the other ones. Ah, uh, yeah, it was was MCL. I was teaching you boys the uh, anatomy of the ligaments two weeks ago, but no, nah, I think that looks like a PCL, bro. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't say. It. I was trying to. I was trying to remember the, what the report I saw. Whether that's it was a P or an M. That's P or M. That's sciatica, bro. You know, watching this live, I, d- I didn't think it was. Everything's a Liz Frank, right? Watching this live, I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't think he landed as much on the back of the leg as I thought. It's very innocuous, but he, he, he just he just gets it in a bad position. That's right? it's a little bit unlucky. Like it to, is unfortunate. It's, it's a well. weird world that we live in where that's four weeks. Like, yeah. I, like and yeah. and of course the hip drops what, just they're going they're going after it hard. Yeah. Did I send you that thing of uh, of blocker Steve Roach during the week on 360 yeah. and his, his full just going, I, I don't even know what he's going to Blocker, I'm with well, you. I, actually, did you see Albo today came out and said that we need to clarify what a hip drop is and to remove the uncertainty in the, in the adjudication? Who said that? Um, uh, Abdo? Abdo, not Abdo. I was like, Abdo. <laughs> Abdo. He, Abdo. He's, he's hung yeah. off partying Probably with Cole Sandler. <laughs> Abdo. Abdo, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that, that's kind of cool. Elbow, I know he's a big South Abdo, fan. Abdo, sorry. Abdo. Abdo came out and, and said that. Uh, and Abdo came out and said today. that. Today. Ricky Stewart, fuck off. We're going to your boy. You're a weak-gutted dog. <laughs> <laughs> here on the, on the yeah. podcast. Yeah. So Ab, um, Abdo was saying that. So kind of clarifying what we were saying in previous yeah. weeks is, you know, the NRL lives in the grey area. It's super grey at the moment. Mm. And they've even acknowledged the fact that, yes, it is very, very grey. We're kind yeah. of – we need to work on it. Mm. So – yeah, uh, magic round next week. Please, please don't fuck it up. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I'm with you. That's it. It is hard though because like Hamlin Ueli is out for the next month or yeah, so. Yeah, exactly. two months so, like, easy. How do you, you, you still got to like does the punishment fit the crime I guess. Like, you, can't, how, you can't start. It's so hard uh, to. It's a slippery slope yeah. if, we, if that's the way. That I'm actually, he's, ex- yeah, I was thinking that I'm really surprised at how many leg injuries are coming from hip props this year. And then I thought maybe it's because of the focus of the hip drop. We're kind of realizing that oh, there is actually a lot of leg injuries that come from them because um, we, you know, every like this one, you know, yes, 
uh, we're seeing a hip drop uh, and it has resulted in a significant injury. Mm. Um, and if you look at some, I guess, the case of um, a bunch of the hip drops have resulted in lots of lots of um, injuries, um, mm. uh, especially to the, well, the the knees and the lower legs. So, yeah, it's... It, that's why they're that's trying why to think, they, that's uh, why they're we trying can to see we, we can see understand the reasoning uh the actual adjudication of um what is and isn't a hip chop mm. is you know they're still learning and i guess we're round 10 so you know we've got another 16 odd to figure it all out <laughs> true in a real style yeah <laughs> sure i'm thinking then i can talk about some fucking and <laughs> yeah, i can't wait until this is all done and it's fucking august and we start talking about <laughs> fantasy and NFL. <laughs> Friday night, uh, it's a great night for footy and Parramatta uh, convincing winners against Newcastle, 43-12. to 12. Mitchell Moses, very good in this one. Uh, with, you know, a bit of origin chat, it's, it's, it's time. Jermaine Hopgood, uh, mm-hmm. resident Queensland fan, is there a spot for him on the bench, do you think? Uh, hard to say, but with, uh, say, the Cowboys playing unders, mm. uh, maybe there's some spots. Um, mm. You know, they're gonna have probably have a look at our Dolphins team as well. Of like, is there any? <laughs> yeah, is there anyone from there that uh, could fit in? I was actually interested to know if Ray Stone was a was a Queenslander or not because I, um, I, I I love his uh, gritty attitude that he plays. Embodies the Queensland exactly, spirit. Exactly, but I'm not even sure he's a Queenslander. So. Monks would chase that up. Uh, I, I think I'd be very su- no no hate against Ray Stone. I'd be very surprised if he plays Origin this year. No, no. But I, I, I've I've uh, you know well, there's been talk about uh, Corey Horsburgh whether he gets he in, might play Origin. Yeah. So uh, with the Cowboys kind he's from Moss Vale, fucking up the road. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> New South Wales. I was there yeah. today. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's definitely can't. No, you never know. We'll, we'll figure it out. He'll be Queenslander. Must <laughs> <laughs> fail. Yeah. That's in Queensland. Yeah, did, did you write that? In Barrow. When you were, yeah. when you, when you were 13, Queensland. did you write that on the paper? Oh, so, that's so funny. Uh, yeah, well, I didn't know. That's why I was asking the question. Mid that's a general question. Yeah. That's in Queensland. Because it's hard, it's hard to tell with the Finns team with where they've recruited from and who's, you know, from where uh, being a new, new club. Uh, but my point being with the Cowboys playing unders, um, the guys that played – uh, you know, in the second row, in the front row from the Cowboys who played Origin last year, maybe some of those guys get bumped for guys that are playing better elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, concerns around Kalen Ponga. Uh, missed a few games and then comes back and had eight missed tackles, couple errors. He did not look like one of the highest paid men in rugby league, that's for sure. Yeah, well, if you've had a thousand concussions, I think you'd be a bit <laughs> hesitant to make make some tackles. So <laughs> um, uh, I, uh, Too soon, bro. Yeah, yeah. Well, he needs to learn to not tackle with his face is probably step one. Mm. Um, and, uh, yeah, whether he plays in the front line uh, as a six long-term going forward will be interesting. Remember um, last year, but as well, Ponga wasn't lighting it up for Newcastle and then he goes out for Queensland and plays yeah. absolutely out of his skin. It could also, yeah, it could also be a product of Newcastle being Newcastle. Mm. So um, mm. uh, he's got a couple of weeks to, to get back in that battle and um, otherwise yeah, I think Reese Walsh will – Probably Nicky Nicky spot. Yeah, I, I think Walsh has to be in that that team. Yeah, um, so the way Broncos have been playing. Yeah, well, it's just probably a discussion of what number has he got on his back. Yeah, but then mm. then do you think maybe does Ponga play fourteen? And um, unfortunately, Benny Hunt, who's playing in a pretty shit Dragon side, does he miss out? Because you think of size wise. Ponga gives you, you know, he's in that Jack White and got a mole. He's a bigger dude. They yeah. play a bit more spots. I think Hunt's actually more solid defensively. 
uh, and also Jenny Degree. And having watched today's uh, Dragons game, um, he's still very much trying to do absolutely everything and carrying the team. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's. I'd be very surprised if Hunt misses out. No, on, I don't agree. On uh, yeah. You know, I was just thinking if I'm tr- if Walsh plays one, you know, I have to try to fit Pong into my team. Mm. 14's probably the only other spot, and mm. that's probably mm. cemented at the moment um, with the Harry Grant and Ben Hunt uh, combination. Mm-hmm. It's a good little segue That's actually true. into the Broncos. A uh, mm-hmm. bit of a reality check for the top of the table. Bronx, uh, they were missing Payne Haas and Ezra Mam, uh, who, surprise, surprise, got suspended for hip drops. Mm-hmm. Uh, and poor Corey Oates, who did his PCL in that loss, uh, in that win, sorry, as a Parramatta, was his first game back after, after a nasty jaw fracture. Yeah. So uh, another mm-hmm. long stint on the sidelines for... Corey Oates, uh, South look pretty bloody good. We've got to talk about that bloke, Campbell Graham. Mm-hmm. He scored a hat-trick. Um, he had 151 metres, seven tackle busts. Um, I think he has to play Origin. He ha- I think he has to play Origin. Yeah, well... You've got there. Uh, is he going to play as a centre? Yeah, well, it's, 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 the, it's the Star Wars meme. It's <laughs> like, you, you got to pick and play Origin as a centre, bro. As a centre? <laughs> Oh, um, Natalie Portman gear. Yes, yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Shout out to any uh, Star Wars slash Natalie Portman fans. Yeah. There'll be more of those, I think. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, you know, my, my the, the joke side, the point was uh, New South Wales, you know, loves to pick a guy out of position. Mm. Uh, and I guess you were kind of saying, like, yeah, he'd be a winger. Um, I think with Daniel Tubu got in, injured as well, yeah. and he'll probably miss game one. Fox out missing. Um, yeah, so it's, it's Toto and Campbell Graham. I yeah, think yeah, it's Toto and uh, whoever else you want to pick. And Campbell Graham is the leading uh, try scorer in the league, I believe. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, why not? Um, but it's a bit unfortunate, you know, best centre in the probably in the league at the moment, and he can't even get a centre kick. Play in the ring. Uh, Turbo is managing, I think, a hamstring injury. So I think right? it's adductor now. Ooh. So it was hamstring that he was having. Did he play the full game today? No, he didn't play at all. Yes. Nah. Yeah, yeah. So, so you know, he, was a late, he was a late scratching. Um, so it will sort yeah. of depend on how how he's tracking along with yeah because another soft tissue injury is a bit bit concerning okay yeah well yeah and then and then I guess the question is well do you push you, if Turbo misses do you then play Graham at four oh wait you sorry Graham in the centers or do you bring in Stags or maybe Matt Burton maybe in that kind of role that'd uh, be interesting. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, well, when we get closer, we'll talk more about the scenarios and who's healthy. It's not far. Not far. No, Trail Mitt, Latrell Mitchell, also very good in that one. Uh, South, maybe the best team in the comp. Do you think uh, Cody Walker should start having s- some origin conversation again? Mm, I'm going to say no. I think he's he's playing very well, but I think there's just you know, too many too many ahead. Yeah, that that would be my my thinking there. Uh, let's roll into Super Saturday. So we sort of just mentioned it with the Jack White and stuff. We won't uh, harp too much uh, more about that. But the Raiders did get a scrappy 31-30 to win there in Wagga. Uh, they, they 10,000. Yeah, and, and pouring rain really out there in, uh, in the Riverina. Uh, so 18-zip lead. Uh, the the Finns, you know, love the, love the wet weather obviously. <laughs> <laughs> love a comeback. 
And uh, yeah, comeback kings uh, nearly, uh, nearly getting two in, in two weeks. Uh, mm. Got to talk about Connie Connolly Lemu Lemu. He um, had two tries, 147 meters uh, gain there for uh, an edge back row who essentially no one had heard of last year. Yep. Um, and Jamal Fogarty getting the uh, golden point field goal uh, f- to seal the deal for the Raiders. Did you catch much of this? Yeah, yeah. I saw the end of this. What, um, what are your thoughts? Uh, I think it was a pretty good contest. I kind of felt the Finns were always going to get work their way back into it um, with a bit of ball and possession. They had a, a lot of it in the second half. They had nothing in the first. I think they said uh, um, the Bromish, not the bro- brothers. What's is it? Jesse that plays front row. Uh, yes, he had two runs for seventeen meters in the first half. Wow, because they had no ball mm. uh, essentially. Mm. So you know the Raiders kind of dominated possession. It swung back the other way. They got back into this contest. Um, and it was a good close uh, football game. I think the interesting part at the end of it was uh, not a single Raiders player had ever kicked a field goal in the NRL. Um, oh, really? Yeah, so that was uh, Fogarty's first. Mm. So uh, to do it, um, you know, in a goal point game uh, in a kind of a bit of an emotional game, it ended up being uh, pretty special. Mm. Yeah. Manly uh, sort of shit the bed at home against the Titans. Uh, no the Tommy Turbo. They tend to not do too well when Tommy Turbo doesn't play. Mm. Uh, young KO, I think that's how you pronounce it, Weeks uh, in there at fullback. Uh, maybe looking for a KO sponsorship. It'd be right. <laughs> different spelling, of course. Uh, your <laughs> mate, Dave Fafita, he's pretty pretty good in this one. Yeah. And uh, Titans pulling up uh, one of the big upsets, not the biggest of the evening, but uh, one of the bigger ones uh, of yesterday. Did you see mm. the rumours floating around about Kyle Flanagan um, having an immediate move to Manly? And then there's some rumours about uh, Josh to Schuster. To play what? Six. Um, and Schuster. Yeah. And, and, and then there's rumours of Schuster being moved to Wests. Interesting. To, to cover, I guess, Adam Dewey. I think Buzz kicked it off um, with uh, the, the, the Kyle Flanagan chat because it sounds like he's you know, pissed for being dropped again. Mm. You know, no no, um, uh, no love, no, no um, body in his corner essentially. Uh, but, you know, anything I could find of it, Gus was essentially denying it and kept denying it on, on his Twitter feed. So there was no official word on it, but, it, yeah, there might be a little bit of smoke there that uh, a bit of movement in the halves for those um, fringe Sydney teams at the moment. Mm. Poor Cooper Johns. He's been pretty good when the games that he's played and maybe they bring in another one, but uh, we'll keep an eye on them uh, at this stage, just yep. rumours. Yeah. yeah, it's all rumours. News reports is that Kyle rang um, – the dogs and said that he's staying. There's nothing. Yeah, yeah. nothing in it. Nothing yeah. in it. So, yeah. See what happens. See what happens. Yeah. Well, it came from somewhere. So. Where there's smoke. Uh, yeah, we'll have to. Have to yeah. Him and Sean Payton. and a blitz. Uh, Saturday night Panthers. Yeah. All over in Bathurst. The Tigers. You shouted them a beer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They've fucked how many people's multis, how many people's <laughs> tipping. Uh, I don't, don't ever want to think uh, about it. But I am kind of happy that for, for West Tigers fans, long-suffering West mm, Tigers get over fans. Get off the donut. Off the nerdy run, uh, getting a win here. And they played – I actually – I was at a wedding uh, last night, uh, hence being in, you know, the region of Ray Stone's uh, upbringing. Football <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> career. Uh, they just – they played mistake-free footy essentially and that's how you're going to beat the Panthers. Completed it over 90%. Um, mm. pl- defended well obviously. And uh, and we've got to talk about young Jareem Buller. Buller. Mm-hmm. Uh, not Fijian but anyways. 
he, he's looking pretty good at fullback. Uh, so they might be onto one there. It is only two games in, and uh, and the Tigers forward pack actually really stepped up to to that that Panthers pack who who normally uh, dominates uh, week in week out. So what he's going to play for West next year and then be yeah probably get snapped up or South yeah, yeah if if, uh, if the last few years are anything to go by uh, yeah guys like James Tedesco and uh, and Ryan Pappenhausen who I also believe were were Tigers juniors mm-hmm. yeah I still can't believe they had Harry Grant on loan there as well yeah <laughs> mate the ones that got away <laughs> the great great white buffalo yeah. <laughs> great white buffalo there's a few great white buffaloes over at Tigerland but good on them. They uh, they get a win and uh, yeah, us two Dragons fans here are kind of shivering <laughs> in our boots. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a big the, round. The rhetoric uh, in the lo- in the first two months was ah oh, well we're playing a bit better than people thought we you know we would and uh, thank God for Western Tigers <laughs> <laughs> uh, that might come to bite us in the ass. Yep. Today, uh, Chooks get a, a a sloppy win over there in uh, in New Zealand fourteen zip. Uh, mm-hmm. No Sam Walker again. Joey Manu, pretty good. The Butcher Brothers, brothers, uh, hundred tackles between the two of them in a meat pie for one mm-hmm. butcher. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. So was it Nat or Egan that got the uh, Nat? Nat got the got the meat pie. Yep. Uh, I had this on in the background uh, and mostly a function of the weather. Uh, not the most scintillating viewing. Mm. Game I didn't have on in the background. I had it in the foreground. And <laughs> Tears pulled, rolling in your eyes. Yeah, pulled out a little yep. bit more hair. Uh, the Dragons have lost four <laughs> games in a row by a meat pie or less. Uh, we just spoke about Kyle Flanagan, so he did get omitted. Uh, it's been in, out, in, out for uh, the young seven. Um, you know, much like Australia and COVID lockdowns, you know, the last <laughs> few years, in, out, in, out, in, out. Uh, Josh Reynolds comes in. He plays six. Matt Burton to seven. Burton looked yep. pretty dangerous with a seven on, on his back. I don't think it matters really what number you put on that bloke's back. A mm. uh, little bit of uh, a scuffle just before the half, uh, a leading sort of elbow maybe from Josh Reynolds. Uh, Zach Lomax didn't really like it. And uh, the Dragons are probably pretty lucky that it, the score wasn't uh, more in the in doggy's favour at the half ten mm. four and then um, well intercept try doesn't help yeah well, well that was the that was our only score in the first half huh? yeah and uh, old Jakey Avarillo uh, three games in a row uh, where he scored a double against Dragons loves playing against Dragons a uh, bit of soul searching and I suppose the big story for throughout the year is is how much mm. longer does Anthony Griffin have uh, as being the the man there at the Dragons. Uh, we said, you know, before Anzac Day, that was going to be a really big litmus test. Uh, you know, you, yeah. you go out there and get belted on, on one of the biggest days on, on the uh, footy calendar. Yeah, maybe Hook's um, job might have been in jeopardy. But uh, they, they played very well on Anzac Day, obviously not coming away with the win. Which, um, which I think saved them, but then playing a pretty mm. – Ordinary scrappy game. And they look the flat. They, I think it's hard to back up from, I, I, from the occasion that is Anzac Day. Mate, I don't. Even, I don't want to say it's not flat. I just don't think they know how to score points. Mm. It's basically give it to Ben Hunt and hope he does something. And if it doesn't work, throw it out to Salone and hope he does something. Mm. Um, other mm. than that, they've got nothing. Like, it just um, it, yeah, it feels like they're, they're whatever their structures in their structure at the moment just aren't aren't working to turn into into points. So um, and yeah, they need. Ben Hunt brilliance or some offloads or something like that to try and you know get them into scoring scoring spots. Um, he seems to be doing doing it all. 
They do play yeah. the uh, Tigers next week. That is uh, the first game of the Sunday triple header in Magic Magic Round. What did you see? Think of uh, Kerr signing to go back to Dolphins. Yeah, a bit of a coup. Uh, Josh Kerr has been pretty good for the Dragons in recent memory. Uh, has made a few of those Indigenous All Stars teams. Mm-hmm. Um, quite silky uh, with his skills for a big man. I think it's interesting from the Dolphins' perspective. It seems they like seem to be loading up and uh, forwards, ed, forwards. Ed, just like rows, someone else did. Um, middle forwards um, seem to be pretty good. Yeah, uh, it might also be cover for the Bromish brothers. We're going a bit to because you'd think. Well, yeah. you'd think at least Jesse will retire in the imminent yeah. future. Yeah. So you Felice know, Kafusi's not that uh, not not a spring chicken exactly. anymore. So you know, you, you've got a, a Kerr coming across. You'll have Tom Flegler next year. So um, I think they'll have. It's pretty handy pack. Mm. Mm. They'll have a good pack. Um, so they're signing blokes left, right, center. And, so, and since they missed out on Jack, they still got a you know, million dollars to throw around at someone. Mm. <laughs> Do you reckon this will start a mini exodus for the Dragons? I've been fearing that for a while. Uh, yeah, yeah, I was, you know, considering some of the conversation we had a, a month or so ago about mm. guys not wanting to play for Dragons. Mm. Um, yeah. There was some chat about because um, what's the Bulldogs coach's name? Seraldo. Seraldo used to work with Anthony. Griffin at Penrith, I believe. Did they overlap at Penrith? Um, uh, either way, he was an assistant of um, Griffin and had a falling out. Basically didn't rate him, just said, I don't think he's a good coach uh, and, you know, left essentially. Mm. Um, yeah, right. So, you know, a bit of that made the, the media um, leading into this contest, um, mm. you know, as their first games against each other as head coaches, et cetera. Um, so, yeah, I wonder – Wonder if there's a bit of that, you know, that stuff doesn't help the perspective of the culture and the the you know the camp they've got over there, the dragons. You know, if you if you're say like the Jack White and use that as an example, and the dragons come knocking on your door, it's like you, you got more more cons than you do pros. So uh, yeah, screen, I think, screen the call. Yeah, and <laughs> it's it's you know people hey don't want to sign to come play in Canberra, and you know unfortunately Wollongong kind of fits into that as well. A lot of the guys don't want to play. You know, in Wollongong, they would rather be in Sydney. So, um, yeah, it could be a bit of a challenge for for the Dragons going forward. So that's where I, I as a you know Dragons fan, go, bro, you, you play half your games in Sydney. It's pretty much Sydney. It's just an hour up the road. Yeah. It's actually, uh, you've seen the beaches down there. Yeah. Uh, Wollongong yeah. Golf Course, quite yeah, nice. Yeah, it's, exactly. <laughs> uh, I, I tend to agree with you. And you know, I'd, if I'm a young fellow, I'm looking to get an opportunity to start somewhere. Then yeah, I'd. Uh, I'd you pick your opportunities, and if the dragons is one of them, um, then then go for it. But then also, it's just like, oh well, yeah, I play mm. a year there in South to come call them. It's like, yeah, I'll see ya. <laughs> so, um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting if Hook gets sacked. What Ben Hunt does, I think, is going to be the caveat, mm. and everyone mm. want to know what Ben Hunt does. And he, he they, said he wants to play for Anthony Griffin. You yeah, know, instrumental in getting him down there in the first place. Well, he'll be playing for the Dolphins next year. You wait and see. He loves shooting on Anthony. <laughs> I do just because you two follow it. Uh, it's like a two for one. It's like you know, uh, one, <laughs> two birds, one stone for me. So it's very easy. Yeah, and then we can get you with two teams, one stone as well, yeah. one racer <laughs> from Mossvale. <Moscow. laughs> Did you know he was from Mossvale? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, ladder? Should, I can do that. I've got it right here. Oh, he's got it. Here. It's right oh, there in front oh, of you. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I 
I think we talked about the bottom. Um, we've got Tigers, uh, Cowboys and Dragons yeah. mm. uh, there at the bottom. Um, we then, I think, interesting uh, mid-pack, the Raiders move up a little bit, Dolphins um, slide down a little bit. They're now on the same points. There's a big, mm. thick middle pack. Yeah, six, six teams on ten points. Panthers, mm-hmm. Storm, Warriors, Dolphins, Titans, Raiders. Eagles really needed a win to stay mm-hmm. in touch, mm-hmm. which is good for them. Um, I think we've got some more Sydney teams starting to move into into that top eight. Uh, mm-hmm. Broncos out in front. And then you've got Sharks, Rabbits, Roosters all on the same amount of points, followed by Manly, Penrith and Storm. Um, I assume Penrith and Storm won't finish the season in six and seven. Some big games next week at Magic Round. Uh, mm-hmm. Storm and Bunnies. That'll be that'll be a cracker. Manly and Brisbane. Uh, Warriors get Penrith. They've been playing pretty good. Mm-hmm. Dolphins and Sharks. Uh, so a few few good ones to, to look out for. And obviously oh, hang on. that rabbit since that was up where. No idea. I don't know. Well, <laughs> Maybe rabbits has a buy mode. Uh, nah, I, I've got it literally right here. Yeah. So the Magic Round games, <laughs> Dogs Raiders, and then the Friday night prime time is Manly Brisbane. Uh, Saturday you got Warriors Panthers, Sharks Dolphins, mm. Storm Rabbits. Then game of the round, West Tigers Dragons um, <laughs> into Chooks Cowboys into Titans Eels and Newcastle fans do not get a look in this year. Yeah, Newcastle mm. on the well. buy. They probably just haven't updated this. Bring it on. Let's see uh, how the uh, officiating goes next week at Magic Round. Uh, yep. Definitely a lot of pundits will have their eyes on, on that. A lot of hip drops. Before we get in the AFL, close that down. Go back to the, the car racing and then can you switch them? Oh, we do have back to Baku in the Switching. F1 yeah. currently in the background. Uh, switch the Baku sides. Grand, so I'm will. looking more over there than I'm looking over here. And you're going to have to go live on that KO too. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. And then once you do that, you got to press press the button. Too many screens. Enthralling listening right now. Very enthralling. Are we going through that Blues predicted team list? Maybe. Oh, if you well, want. while he sorts your shit out, maybe we can. Um, I don't know who's written this, but uh, I don't hate it. Uh, Liam O'Loughlin. Well, what are we on? Sydney? Sporting News. Sporting News. Anyway, scrolling down. New South Wales Blues could look something like this. Teddy, <laughs> Locke. <laughs> Graham on the wing with To'o, Tommy Turbo, Trell Mitt. They picked themselves, uh, obviously, mm. pending Turbo's fitness. Nico Hines is gone with the big call. Does Jerome Luai get the drop for Nico Hines? Nathan Cleary, Jake Turbo. Nine will be interesting. This bloke's gone with Appy. Yeah, I don't think Appy will start. No. Damien Cook has been playing pretty good for South. has been an integral part of their success. Payne Haas picks himself. Uh, Cameron Murray picks himself. Liam Martin been dealing with a bit of a hammy issue, but I think if he's good to go, he picks himself, as does Isaiah Yo. And then the bench here is Cook, Junior Barlow, Dale Finucane and uh, Hamole Olakawatu making their debuts. I think that's pretty solid. Yeah, I think that's probably pretty close besides the, the Appy and um, – um, Murray Cook. Cook, sorry. Uh, um, so, and I think mm. if Cook starts, maybe they go with someone else as a fourteen. Be interesting. I think that's mm. the big question. Reckon Luai and fourteen. H- Hines and Luai. I see. If for mine, if you pick Luai, he has to be six. I don't think he okay. he's a he's a utility. Mm. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Sean, do you want to run through the Maroons and give us your insights? Yes. So start with Walsh at fullback. You got Cobo and uh, the Hammer on the wings, which I. Hammer on the wings that may be an interesting one there. 
Um, but he's been playing pretty good as a fullback. Mm. Can you, so. What's Xavier Coates' injury uh, status? Yeah, because I thought Coates would have. You know, Oates is going to miss it. Coates, um, uh. interesting. Um, of course, Holmes and Gago in the centres, Munster and uh, Evans in the halves. Josh Papalili will be eight. I'm not sure whether he'll start or not. Um, ben Hunt at nine, which I think is interesting because they got Harry Grant, of course, at 14. Mm. I tend to think it might be the other way around, but they did like that combination last year. Uh, Big Tino at 10, Kate Kirkwell at 11, Kafusi at 12, Carrigan at 13, and then you got Cotter. And I can't see the rest of the bench at the moment. Jimmy, Cotter, Fafita, Collins. And Collins besides uh, Grant. I think that's, I'm not sure if Fafita's kind of played his way into that. I'm not sure if Cotter's been playing well enough at the Cowboys. Um, for those bench spots, maybe you know, get some new guys in those positions. The rest of the team is pretty much what I thought it would be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, the question of uh, do you fit Ponger in there somewhere, um, or or does he play well enough in the next couple of months to retain his one spot? And then do you play Walsh elsewhere? I don't, I don't know. So, but only a couple like weeks it. and we get to find out. Mm, yes, getting mm-hmm. very very close. All right, full mash and lapping. Baku's about to kick off, and so is our Aussie Rules chat. Sorry. Wrong one. <laughs> yeah, Steph Curry lined up for the St Kilda Saints and broke a few ankles, uh, <laughs> according to the pod. No, the power. Uh, they've got eight wins in a row at Marvel, uh, coming away seven points. Winners over St Kilda, who had been previously very hot. Uh, Travis Boak, speaking of hot, uh, he had 30 disposals <laughs> and a goal. I saw something where mm-hmm. there's like a, like it was like a 30 for 30 stat. Mm-hmm. 30 disposals in a game uh, over the age of 30, 30 times. It's him and not many. Um, that, that's the story there. <laughs> <laughs> Travis good bloke. Um, yeah, he's a good bloke. And uh, Tim English like numbers for St Kilda Ruck, mm. Rowan Marshall in a losing effort, 26 disposals, 19 of them being kicks, 28 hitouts, 10 tackles. Uh, maybe a little bit of a mm. um, wake-up moment for St Kilda, although they're still tracking way better than anyone had, uh, else would have expected. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Sean, did you watch the Lions at all? Uh, Catch bits and pieces? Um, some bits and pieces, but they dominated. You know, Dockers at the Gabba, the Lions play well at Gabba. Shock. Um, I think, you know, Lockie's kind of starting to heat up. We've got 35 mm. in this one. Um, the Will Ashcroft um, is looking like a great, uh, uh, you know, father-son pick there. Uh, 28 disposals and two goals for him and um, his quick snap off the, I think it was right boot to get this one. I think it was left. I think because it's in the left pocket. I feel like it was maybe out, no, maybe out, it was right. I was outside right of his right boot. To Essentially, get but as, it, from from a, a ridiculous angle to mm. to to get the goal, and it was like snap. a kung fu kind of yes. you know yeah. uh, flying kick, yeah. flying uh, kick after sort of a quick gather from a, a ruck contest. Uh, anyways, if you haven't seen it, check out Will Ashcroft goal uh, against the Dockers. Definitely a uh, contender for for goal of the year. Monks to bring it up here. We'll confirm which boot. Yeah, that it looks comes like off. right foot to me. Yeah, it's right foot. Nah, nah, nah. Yeah, beautiful. That's Outside of that, Andrew Brayshaw, pretty good. 30 and 2 in a losing effort. Uh, Frio, a long, long way back from where they've been in the last few years. Close it. Close it. <laughs> we we copied a few ads. Damn ads. <laughs> 
Shut the gates. We have the goal of the year is the headline from Fox Footy. So in the, left, in the left pocket, he sort of taps it up to himself, flying kick. Yes, you're right, Sean. It was outside of the right boot. Somehow that goes through. Uh, pretty crazy stuff from the 18-year-old. I think it's pretty uh, – will it win goal of the year? Ooh, I think it might go close, but, uh, but I feel like we'll get, might get something better. Didn't Charlie – it might be a Brisbane Lions one because Charlie Cameron scored a worldy one mm. at the um, Theatre of Dreams Monica Oval last week. Mm-hmm. Swans, Swans uh, mm. having some kind of hangover. Struggle yes, they got belted last week by Geelong. Uh, Geelong really have the number over them and uh, they go down by a point yesterday in the 25th Battle of the Bridge at the SCG in uh, reasonably wet conditions. Yep. Mm. Yeah, and there's that man again, uh, Toby mm. Green. Uh, if Giants are going to win matches, it's on the back of his uh He's back essentially. So uh, he, his the talent. Back of his back. Yeah. Uh, kicking. <laughs> it's like his front post. His front, front yeah. of his back. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, you know, usually like it's you, you, he's boxing, he's fighting, whatever. I was like trying to work out the analogy for AFLs, like off his, I guess off his boot. boot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was thinking more kicking and goal kicking, um, but yeah, his boot. Uh, kicking four goals and getting 22 to put disposals in this. Um, of course, kicking uh, the main goal to get the win with 42. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was. Swan's just a scrappy kind of uh, clearance. They couldn't get it away and Toby Green just pounces on it and puts it between the sticks. Um, so, yeah, it is, yeah, they win. Uh, and Swan's struggling a little bit. Doesn't get any easier for the Swans either. They go down to their MCG to get those hot pies uh, next week. So uh, going to be a, a very big test for, for that young Sydney team and uh, and good on the Giants who have been pretty ordinary really so far this year. But uh, yeah. I think they've got three wins in their, you know, next to their name now. So, you know, they're definitely yeah, not the bottom tier. They're, no, they're, they're probably just slightly under 500 at the moment. Mm. Bulldogs get a win against uh, the Hawks by 30-odd points. Monks, if you wouldn't mind bringing up uh, some numbers from this one. Uh, again, uh, wedding last night, so my apologies. I uh, didn't really catch much of this or the Demons and Ruse. Saw bits and pieces of Carlton. We'll see, see them in just a minute. Um, as we have the F1 in the background. It's, uh, it's not like a castle or something there. Yes, that's yeah. the castle corner. It's probably the skinniest corner in all of F1. Um, but, you know, being a... Circuit track, it is very, very tight through that aspect. Um, but then it has one of the longest straights in F1 where they go down the back straight and um, max out in 350-odd kilometres an hour. Not bad, not bad. Uh, so who did what? Aaron Norton boots four. Uh, I imagine someone called Bontempelli probably had a bit bit of it. Uh, no, not really. Not really. Like it's a bit quiet. Uh, no one actually major ball winners really there for, yeah. for the dogs. Total clearances. Look at that. So all all three of the major clearance winners were all Hawks. So obviously good work rebounding from the Bulldogs. Uh, let's not dwell too much on this. We're looking at stats and none of us have seen it. Uh, the Demons uh, really smacked, smacked the Kangaroos. Uh, Shock. Yeah, maybe yeah. the team to beat in the AFL monks. Uh, let's let's do that same fruitless exercise <laughs> that we just. Should <laughs> <laughs> we want to go through that again? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> uh, what you need is when when you bring these up, is someone just uh, really stand out. When you get a bunch of you know so so sort of performances, it, it can be make for a little bit of lackluster listening. On. Did yeah. Cheezel play in this one? Yeah, I think he did. I think he was back. Had the Cheezel go. Bailey right. Fritch kick four. Trucker got three. Cla- 
And there's a cheese. He had thirty. He had thirty. And uh, and Truck and and Clary. Look, you, you know, you probably don't even need to kick, click on these games that you don't watch. Like you probably be like, yeah, <laughs> Cla- like, yeah, yeah Cla- Clary went off. Truck was was a ball. Uh, <laughs> Bailey Frisch kicked a, kicked a couple, and Cheese was going unreal for an eighteen year old. Boom, yeah. done. Yeah, that's it. Interesting. Next one. A game that I did, I actually have seen the highlights. I didn't see all of it yeah. in its entirety. You, you um, watched it multiple times last night while you were doing research. Research, so. that's right. That's right. <laughs> He's thinking about other women. <laughs> He's thinking about Charlie Curdo. <laughs> Blues, 152 to 44 winners uh. over there at Optus Stadium. I thought that would have been the biggest win ever for Carlton in Perth. Turns out it's only yeah. the second biggest uh. They uh-huh. won by 119 points over the Eagles back in 2001. Charlie Curno boots nine. Nine goals, three. He's kicking them reasonably straight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam Doherty, uh, pretty good story. Uh, right meniscus after, you know, all the, you know, hoopla that he's had to go through with testicular cancer and, and you know, getting healthy from that. It looked like he was going to miss maybe six weeks, but uh, he actually bounced back after a couple. So don't know if he's just got some good physios or if he's just a tough you know what, uh, but he had, he had 24 in his return. And Sammy Walsh, 25 games in a row with 25 disposals. That's the longest active streak by a country mile. Uh, I think Caleb Sarong is the next with 11. Uh, so if you're after someone for consistency, whether you're a punter, whether you're a fantasy or super coach player or whether you just love the game, uh, Sammy Walsh for 25 uh, seems like a pretty sure thing. Eagles confirm we're staying in the league? I think so. I, I I was actually having a chat about this and I was like, oh, we're a twenty in Perth. Like that's, you know, th- this would be a very Carlton yeah. game to go out and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like just snake home or actually lose. And then it was about halfway through the second quarter. I was like, oh, this is fucking one-way traffic. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the big warning sign is like uh, West Coast in Perth uh, are getting uh, blown out. So mm. – uh, yeah, no, that's yeah, showing big, big concerning signs, considering how, how powerful, I guess, that home field advantage has been mm. for a long time. Yeah, it just shows where the, the club's at at the moment. Yes. Spooners. Do you reckon you call it up? I'm happy with that. Them, Hawthorne, North Melbourne, you'd think Richmond maybe lift? Yeah, well, I think Richmond still have talent that and they've just haven't been able to uh, find wins at the moment, but I think they will. And uh, I update the other ones. Whereas the other, I think the other teams like Hawthorne and West Coast, I just I don't see see where their their wins are coming from, I'm especially West Coast. I've, I've, yeah. I just can't see where a win comes from. Right into the Sunday games, uh, the Cats continue their good work. I assume they finish this game. Yep. Yes, one hundred and thirty-two, yep. one hundred and four winners over the Bombers. Monks, did you see any of this? Yeah, yeah. Watch watch bits and pieces. Um, yeah, uh, Cats are just on another level like they started the season slow and they just kicked it right up into sixth gear it was re- um, we said last week wasn't it, it was that half yeah against hawthorne where they're just like okay and we're the, <laughs> the premiers now let's start playing like it that's yeah. it i think uh hawkins scored he kicked eight goals i think that's his most in a game that's, ever yeah that's I think. pretty crazy yeah, yeah considering uh how long he's been around yeah yeah that's it just couldn't deal with the big tour no yeah. that's it like he was just standing on on a spot and no one was really challenging him um for a few of the goals that I saw him kick. Uh, yeah, a bit worried about Essendon, um, obviously sliding. Um, also, yeah. but not yeah. pumped on Anzac Day or, or today. No. Like two pretty good yeah. sides, but maybe a bit of reality check yes. as yeah, to definitely. where they actually are at. Yep. 
yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, not too much else to really say about that. Um, again, we'll just be looking at stats. Yeah, well, keep the, <laughs> the cats uh, keep rolling on and they keep uh, their move up the ladder as they mm. will. So um, uh, for teams up there, we'll have to watch out coming into mm. a cats team that's, that's a, a bit a bit, a bit fiery at the moment. I mean, yeah, last last few weeks we're always talking about like it's still pretty early in the season, like. Not to not mm. to be too worried about the, for cats supporters and yeah they've again really just kicked it into another gear and started playing footy proper now. Suns get a big win over Richmond uh, by twenty four points. The big talking point was Took Miller going down last week. Lateral meniscus. He had surgery. Mm. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a picture of him in a hospital bed. So mm. uh, I'm assuming he's had surgery. Just sad. Went into a hospital bed to you know, take a photo. Yeah. Well, you, uh, hey, guys. you got, got, got to get the TikTok, bro. So, yeah. <laughs> I've got an important <laughs> announcement. I'm not having surgery. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that gets all the views. It's clickbait. That's what that is. Mm. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no talk didn't matter. No, which was mm. yeah, quite interesting against the, the, the Tigs, the Tigers. Mm. Noah Anderson uh, always seems to get a bit of it, 32 and a sausage roll for him. And uh, I think Ben King's sort of finding a bit of form now uh, with back-to-back games with a, with a couple of sausage rolls he booted for. What's about Roth wrong with the Tigers? What, what, what did they do stats-wise? I, I think they're at where Geelong was supposedly was at last year where yeah. just all these good dynasty players are just that little bit long in the tooth now. Yeah. And then the kids coming through uh, – just aren't really, really lock-for-lock lock replacements. He hit goals for us, yeah. Well, we know they scored fuck-all goals and they only got 42 points. Young Samson yeah. Ryan, I think we shouted him a beer or yeah. – I don't know if we shouted him a beer, but we mentioned him a few <laughs> weeks ago. Uh, he could have a beer now, just ad hoc uh, beer. Yep. He's, he's from the south coast. Got but, one. yeah, they're, they're, they're not doing heaps. Like, Torino's getting heaps of it, mm. you know, bringing him and and, um, and Hopper in was, was big. Hit disposals there, Jimmy. Two, oh, well, they had the top two, but then uh, the rest of the top ten yeah. was all was all um, uh, Suns players. So yeah, they were just beating the ball. But looks at that. No Tom Lynch. Can you chase up Tom Lynch? He's not in that list. So injury. I think he. I'm pretty sure he got hurt last week. It's a bit of a big loss for me. You reckon? <laughs> <laughs> fracture in his right foot. Yeah, that was back at the Liz Frank, bro. Yeah. <laughs> foot fracture, Liz Frank. And the last game of this Sunday, you have to forgive us for the ordinary listening. Obviously, this has sort of just occurred. Uh, the Pies, uh, one-point winners mm. against mm. the Crom. Uh, I think Adelaide were leading for from what I could see throughout most of this, mm-hmm. and uh, and Collingwood coming away that, the same as things last year. They just know how to win those close games, don't they? Yeah, they just know once the fourth quarter starts, you know, if they're w- within a sniff, um, then they just have that confidence. I guess now that they're they're golden, they're going to come back and win it. So, um, yeah, they just did the job again. Mm. And of course, yeah, they got the Dacosses killing it at the moment. So <laughs> it Jay Dacos uh, <laughs> did a bit of it. Yes. Yeah. Right, let's get into one of the biggest days in the NFL calendar, the NFL draft. Oh, he broke his ankles. I think we might have to talk about that man first, Lamar Jackson getting paid yeah. the day before the NFL draft. 
Um, he got the biggest deal of all time. He didn't get his uh, fully guaranteed contract, but he got the most guaranteed money. I think it was $183 million. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. A little bit more than Jalen got. Um, I think 185. 260 in total. He'll have the biggest average at 52 mil. Um, his cap hit's not too bad. It's about 32 uh, mil um, for the next couple of years. So that's pretty good uh, for the Ravens. And I think the Ravens are very happy to finally have that done and sorted. Um, and then, yeah, they went out and got uh, some receiver help for Lamar as well in this NFL draft. Um, but it was it was good to see uh, that deal get done. It was uh, a long time coming, wasn't it? There's mm. a lot of speculation of what's mm. going to happen draft day if they don't get this, uh, what, this what, deal done. What's actually really interesting is he doesn't have an agent. So uh, and there, there, was, there was lots of talks yeah. like, oh, you need an agent, you need an agent. Right, right, right. That's why the deal's taking so long. Um, and then Lamar Jackson turned around and has signed the biggest – Biggest deal in NFL history um, by himself. So uh, kudos to the man uh, getting the job done and the bag. Agents replaced by chat GPT. (laughs) (laughs) Show me the money, G. Show me the money. Do you want to put uh, the first round picks up there, Jimmy? Um, So overall the draft was uh, pretty interesting. Um, I felt like uh, compared to last year's draft and previous drafts that it was probably a little bit – um, underwhelming for talent in the first round. Um, some rumours that a lot of teams didn't, you know, had like 15 guys with first-round grades. Um, and I think you kind of saw that, especially in the back half of this draft where it kind of had a big lull um, in, in the viewership, uh, but also the fact there was no player trades this year. Mm-hmm. So all the trades were pick-related, um, which kind of makes you think that guys were happy to keep the guys they had versus trying to move and get a guy as a replacement um, in this draft. Uh, so I think that kind of led that conversation of um, the draft talent maybe being a little bit unders. But, um, you know, there's always going to be Hall of Famers that come out of this. Mm. Um, it is it is still a lottery and you'd rather have more attempts at it than than fewer. Um, but it sounds like some teams thought, that's like, oh, let's, let's back some things and we will do it uh, next year. So leading into this, uh, I guess the other big trade that happened during the week um, between podcasts for us was Aaron Rodgers officially ended up going over to New England. Um, and I th- New York. Uh, New York, sorry. It's out of the end of my brain. Just like, <laughs> that's close enough. <laughs> York's in England. Yeah, New York, New York solely. Um, so New, New York I think got a pretty good deal out of this. They mm. flipped first round picks and then if Rodgers plays 65% of the snaps I think this year – that conditional mm. second becomes a first-round pick. Yep. Um, so uh, which is probably likely for Rodgers, barring, you know, a catastrophic injury where he'll miss the year. Um, mm. I think it's pretty well a good deal. Um, besides that, you know, a few – there was a second-round pick thrown in there as well as well, I'd say that was a fifth at 170, fifth and sixth. Um, so mm. flips there. So over it wasn't, I think, the the first – the the Russell Wilson type deal with – also first and seconds they were kind of hoping for. Um, it was more just a bit of movement uh, and a potential another first slash second next year. Um, so I think the Jets will be quite happy with that. Uh, by all counts, Rogers. More so than that, the Jets won that trade. Like it's, oh, yeah. it's hands down. I don't know yeah. what is going on with Green Bay. <laughs> if they were just wanting to get the divorce done and just say, yeah. fuck good, it, good we'll, we'll sign the bit of paper. Good accounts. So. Yeah. <laughs> good accounts. <laughs> yes. Uh, 
if Rogers plays two years there, um, that's good. Um, there's nothing to say mm. that he couldn't play another five, but um, it'll really depend on on, on uh, his health and that's what he wants to do. That's the Brady effect, isn't it? Oh, yeah. you're a quarterback. You can play until you're 45, so, bro. Yeah, you, do, right? <laughs> you do that these days. So The question I've got for you is mm. other New England Patriots, the team that he didn't go to, are they the worst team in the AFC East now? <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's going to be – I think they are. Yeah, well, Rogers, you'd yeah. say he's the best quarterback in that division now, yeah. followed by Alan Tua. And, yeah, Mac Jones probably hasn't proved himself enough last year to say where Tua was, um, you know, outside of trying to get himself killed, um, was playing pretty well for those Dolphins. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, you would say that. Actually, and if we talk about that, if you have you looked at the AFC South, um, it's completely new uh, because well, of this well, draft. Well, let's run through it because uh, – Three of the starters in the AFC South, we're about to talk about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Bryce Young went one as expected. Carolina. Um, yeah, CJ Shroud uh, was – there's some conversation that, you know, he's, uh, he's a wonder league. His scores, his test scores weren't good enough. Um, but, you know, I think he's quote, um, I don't take, I don't sit exams, I play football. Uh, it was all misspelled and shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> was a big caveat there. So he ends up going to Houston there at number two. They Houston then traded back up to three to get mm. Will Anderson Jr., who was arguably the best defensive player mm. in this draft from Alabama. You like this from the Texans? I, I think so. Yeah. And he kind of um, with Ryan's there as now as the head coach, mm. he went out and got his guy um, mm. for for that defense. So I don't mind that. The other fact was they had twelve picks this draft and eleven next year. Mm. So I don't think they yeah. they probably don't need twenty three new dudes in the next two years. Um, Let's go get a guy like Will Anderson, who you know is the is meant to be the best defensive player in this draft, uh, and pair him with a new young mm. franchise quarterback. So, uh, I think that's pretty good. Um, be, maybe slightly shock here with Anthony Richardson going mm. four. Um, some thought Will um, that's combine stock right there, isn't it? Yeah, and you know they've got Minshew on say backup money that could probably start in the interim, um, but they're going to ride and see whether you know Richardson can turn into the elite kind of talent um, that he is, uh, that, he, you know, athletic talent that he has. Can he bring that to the quarterback position? Um, the accuracy is the big thing for him, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, as, I, you know, he gets that Lamar comparison. I think he, he's, of course, bigger than Lamar, but I think Lamar was a better thrower coming out of college. Mm. Um, so yeah. we'll see. Uh, if you've watched any interviews with him, he has a very, you know, deep, uh, sexy voice. Um <laughs> <laughs> It was interesting. That's what you want in a quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> Barry White. But the interesting interesting through the draft coverage was they had his 13-year-old brother on and he had the exact same deep voice, really? so, which is crazy because he – Was he one of those – you know, <laughs> I, I am 12, 13-year-olds. Well, he, he he was like five foot, so I, I think he did. Uh, <laughs> uh, it did he actually look like a 13-year-old. Yeah, it just didn't sound like I love it. you, yeah. sexy. Uh, Shout out Sammy Bray. Yes. Um, so then this started this, the slide for Levis. Um, mm. uh, and and the constant kind of coverage. There are a few teams in here, probably like Falcons at eight, and then maybe Titans at eleven that you thought about, and then it kind of slid all the way to say twenty three for the Vikings. Uh, but outside of that, yeah, then it was falling out of the first round. First round, which is what happened. He went thirty three to the Titans, um, uh, which is I guess great value there. They came back and got him. Mm. Uh, so we got up to five uh, with a spoon. The first cornerback gone there. Um, Hawks like cornerbacks, so that's not unsurprising. They did find a mm. starting cornerback in the fifth round last year, but 
go fifth overall for this one. Uh, Paris Johnson was Kyla Murray's favourite pick and he, he lobbied the organisation to take him, so he got taken. Um, he was so nervous given his, uh, his first interview. Yeah. Uh, to, well, to today, junior vibes. <laughs> yeah. Wilson um, was, uh, yeah, I guess, just a solid pick um, as a defensive player here for Raiders. I think I was saying mm. um, that... As a percentage, Max Crosby had the most sacks mm-hmm. for any team, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. compared to the other teammates. So yeah. he's, he's got yeah. a running mate now on the, on the other side with Tyree Wilson. The biggest head-scratcher was probably Robinson to uh, the Falcons. What's uh, his first name? Um, oh, we said that before. It's not it's – not, I'm just <laughs> – just, just, my, head, my head's just like, fuck you, Sean. It's going, BJ, 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 BJ. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I know it's not that. I think it's, it's by Bajan. John, by John, yeah. Uh, by John Robinson goes to the Falcons. Uh, interesting, they took a 1,000-yard – Oh, it doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> I can't say anything. <laughs> yeah, we'll just stick with Robinson. Yeah. Um, they took a – they had a 1,000-yard rusher last year in the fifth round. Um, they had, uh, I think, th- two guys – Get over a thousand yards last year. They had the top rushing attack, um, and then like second and third in every major uh, rushing category. To then spend the eighth pick on uh, another running back seems a bit odd. Um, uh, hopefully, he can turn Rob, Robinson like follows, I guess that you know, Saquon Barkley kind of model and uh, turns into uh, an elite rusher uh, there. But it's yeah, it's. Um, I guess a bit of a head scratcher because yeah they had it there Aguilera and Patterson got a hundred and well one thousand seven hundred and thirty yards between them led the league in, in rushing yards. So what does that mean for Tyler Algier and Quaterell? <laughs> Fantasy <laughs> stocks down. <Patterson. laughs> yeah. Are they just gonna tr- just just because they are already a very run heavy team and now they've yeah. added maybe a generational talent? Yeah. Well, they've added nothing at quarterback. So well, yeah, they yeah. just stuck the backfield. Uh, yeah. They've got pits. They, they're going to run the ball sixty times. Like, yeah. Des- Will they move Rooney, on Algier or Patterson? Patterson's still good for receiving yards as well. Yeah. Think, Patterson, so. they could you know rotate him into wide receiver and tight end spots yeah. as well. Yeah. Although he'll create mismatch mismatches. Yeah. Um, I think it's actually probably maybe a product in the NFL at the moment where you know the 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 bell cow they've been moving away from, yeah. but I think it's like kind of they've committee. moved so Running far away from it. it. Well, not even committee. It's just like we need two guys. Every team wants to have their two guys mm-hmm. that they can cover, especially if you know one goes down. But they, yeah. every team just wants those two guys. Maybe slight difference in them. Yeah. Um, you, you know Runs your thunder for, and your lightning. Yeah. Um, but. Uh, you, you you want two one thousand yard rushes essentially is kind of what they're looking at guys that can both be a thousand yard rushes share the load between them stay stay productive and healthy throughout the year um, so uh, you'll notice with a lot of teams uh, going that way um, um, uh, in the NFL so then following that uh, Jalen Carter uh, went nine to. Um, Philly, the Philly Bulldogs. The Philly Bulldogs. Um, they almost picked the Bulldog at pick 30. <laughs> um, was the joke. Yes, that, is, that was the meme. Uh, so, yeah, that that uh, Philly defense, their defensive line is going to be problems. They just keep adding talent to such an elite group. It's going to be yeah, very, very challenging. There's a bit of run on offensive tackles in the first round. We had Wright mm. and uh, Skoronsky. yes. Um, go uh, 10 and 11. Gibbs was probably a bit of a surprise pick mm. going 12 to the Bam Lions. Um, they did flick Swift today to the Eagles. Mm. Again, another another team um, uh, 
you know, loading up in talent and kind of, I guess mm. he's a ready-made replacement for Swift, had a very similar sort of game style, uh, probably a little bit quicker than Swift is um, over 40, but, uh, you know, will fit in there. I think 12 was a bit high um, uh, was the chat for, for Gibbs. I didn't think he'd go so high. Yeah, the first two high running backs in a long time as well. Well, pre-show, we were having a look at the last few drafts and, uh, yeah, there's barely any where there's two taken in the first round, let alone mm. two with uh, with the first 12 picks. Mm. Cool. we got to remember Hall and Walker last year were both second rounders, mm. um, and both over 1,000 yards. So, um, but yeah, they, you can definitely find find talent. Late. Well, that's the thing. You know, we just talked about Aguilera, who was a fifth-round pick and went over 1,000 yards. So um, there's definitely some talent mm. uh, in that spot. Uh, rolling down your Look, yeah, Packers. I can talk about it. Uh, uh, avoided a wide receiver yet again. <laughs> well, they could have had their choice of wide receiver because yeah. unlike prior drafts, uh, mm-hmm. this one the the wide ass was sort of a little bit lower in the first round. Mm-hmm. I had seen a few um, sort of mock drafts that did have Lucas Van Ness going to the the pack. Big defensive end out of Iowa. Uh, his measurables are, are very, very good. But it yep. seems to be the the, the theme, theme that the, the Packers, doesn't matter who's going to be the quarterback, if it's Jordan Love or Aaron Rodgers, they're going <laughs> defense with their early pick. There was yeah. some speculation that they might have gone tight end as well. Early. Well, they did. They picked two tight ends in the, but not throughout with, the draft. Not with, so the, not not with the, the first, first round. First. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. But uh, he, he does look like a, a bit of a talent, Lucas Van Ness, here. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, how he goes pairing up with uh, with with a pretty formidable uh, front front seven now for for the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I, I guess they're they're gearing up for you know wet, uh, winter football. You know, snow when it's cold, mm. we play defense. Uh, and Jordan Love, good luck uh, with not many not much talent around you, bro. Rogers never had any. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Jones went to offensive tackle to uh, from Georgia went to uh, Pittsburgh next, followed by uh, Will McDonald in off uh, outside linebacker. Um, this is kind of where what I was saying before the draft kind of uh, started to fall off with some of the um, you know the names, the big stories. It was just guy like good talented guys going, uh, but nothing you know really to knock your socks off. Um, mm. Yeah. Washington may be an interesting pick, taking the cornerback Forbes before Gonzalez, who was mm. uh, rumoured to be uh, in the top ten. He ends up going to New England, and I think they'll be very happy with him. Mm. Uh, Jack Camblin then goes inside linebacker, uh, which I, he was the first, and it's pretty high for inside linebacker. Mm. Um, mm. Goes, uh, you know, stays uh, near <laughs> nearby, goes to to Detroit in the Lions uh, there. And How interesting! The the two blokes off that Iowa defense going to be. Playing each other twice a year, mm-hmm. moving forward. Mm-hmm. And Dan Campbell was quite impressed with Jack Campbell's last name. So, <laughs> some um, uh, Jimmy, what did you think of Tampa Bay's pick? Um, yeah, I don't mind it. Uh, like you mentioned before, there was a bit of a run on um, the O line a little bit earlier. Um, I think that would have probably would have been the priority. Um, yeah, well, when Jones went, that was basically the, the starting <laughs> offensive tackles gone in this. Yeah, yeah, that's it. And I think. Jones was probably the only one that we might have been able to to get um, down there at 19. Um, but, yeah, Cansey, uh, I mean, yeah, Tampa's always like to focus on mm, defense, defense as well, just like uh, the Packers. So yeah. um, that that makes sense. Plus there. they've lost a few guys in that in that position yeah. group uh, recently as well. So, yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it made a lot of sense for them. Um, and, yeah, again, like they were able to go back around second, third rounds and pick up O-linemen and tight ends and stuff as well. So, um, yeah, 
And then we get into the wide receiver run at start four in a row. Smith in Jigba went first, followed by Johnston, Flowers and Addison. Uh, So they went to Seahawks, Chargers, uh, Ravens and then the Vikings. So interesting for, I guess, your fantasy uh, Mm. reference uh, in Smith and Jigba. We'll have Tyler Lockler and Metcalf there to to compete with for feeds. Johnston. What's your thoughts there with Seattle – Taking you know a guy who's essentially going to be their wide receiver three, got a lot consensus maybe best receiver in this draft. Yeah, did they just take the best player available on the board? Potentially, um, Tyler Lockett's yeah. maybe getting a little bit old. Mm. Um, as I said before, with you know the teams kind of going, they want two runners. Uh, most teams want three wide receivers mm. now. It's kind of gone and away they, from yeah. like having your one league guy and a bunch of dudes. It's now yeah. like we really need three guys because, mm. um, mm. you know, defences play really well. It's all about separation. Um, getting those three really good guys is how you you make the difference. Yep. Um, Johnston to the Chargers was an interesting one considering they had Alan Williams already. Mm. Um, Jeff Palmer had been pretty good for them. Um, I think it's more the conversation Alan's contract – um, and where that goes, he likely could be on the way out. There'd be rumours he'd be traded. Uh, but Johnson's almost a carbon copy of Mike Williams at the moment. Big body. So, yeah, they, they like that. Another big target there yeah. for um, uh, for Justin Herbert. Yeah. I mean, for those teams, like, I mean, Chargers obviously got Eckler, um, phenomenal running back, but they're kind of skinny on running backs. Like, they're mm. very much a pass-heavy Yeah, and they, well, they so let it Eckler, makes sense for them to want to stay. They let Eckler go out and, um, uh, you know, uh, test the market. Test the market. So and nothing, Got essentially. Um, the veteran running back market was a bit quiet mm. uh, throughout this one, uh, which is interesting why, you know, you get two first rounders of running backs going. Mm. Um, Flowers to the Ravens. He will have OBJ and Bateman in front of him. Um, and we'll see whether what, you know, the veteran OBJ and their role kind of is. It'll be interesting. But this is probably a, 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 a it's still a run heavy team for it run. is it is run heavy, but I think that's interesting because OBJ coming off a knee, new team, Rashad Bateman hasn't done. Yeah, well, Flowers hates. is also undersized and play will play more slot as that's well. True. So mm. yeah, that's you're getting the, the fast quick guy. Um, uh, if you want, and you know that's this year. In subsequent years, OBJ might not be there, um, mm. and then you he could be you know your number two getting a lot of a lot of balls, like a hundred targets. Um, uh, if you were looking for this year, Addison's probably the product there as your uh, Adam Thielen replacement and your Jefferson um, number two. So, mm-hmm. um, and went at the Jefferson went at the exact same spot, I think, at, oh, t- really? at twenty three for the Vikings, mm. um, or technically twenty four if you uh, include the miss pick for the Finns. Um, uh, but I think that's a good, good spot there for for him. Um, some of these guys are kind of. Undersized, not really true number ones. Johnson was probably the biggest guy but didn't run. Um, so maybe that's a reason why um, uh, a lot of these guys kind of will fall down to the back half of the first round. Um, I think Mingo um, out of Old Miss in the second was probably the only guy that was like a true number one wide receiver mm-hmm. that really tested well. Probably didn't have the, as much production as he needed. Um, but, yeah, it could be a bit of a steal there. Um, you want to go through the names at the back of the end? Yeah, back end there. Or? Yeah, well, we got Banks as CB to to the Giants, uh, Kincaid, uh, who went to um, Buffalo, uh, Buffalo as at, a tight end, as which a, is interesting, as a probably a Knox replacement. Mm. Um, mm. Uh, is he he was heads and above the best tight end in mm. in this in, in this draft, um, uh, and is a great receiving tight end. Will fit perfectly into the 
into what they need. Is he a name that fantasy players need to become very, very familiar with? Uh, I'd say so because um, outside of Diggs and Davis, I think they've moved a lot of their other guys. I don't think Beasley's back. I don't think um, uh, McKenzie's going to be around. Knox was injured a lot last year. So, yeah, there's a potential that he um, could get 80 catches this year. Like if, really? he, if, uh, he get, if he gets straight in a starting role. Um, he's essentially number ride receiver three is what I'm getting at. And um, uh, so, what's the go with Dave, Knox? Is he coming back from an injury? Well, he, he was injured last year, so he was on and off last year. Mm. Um, uh, so it's whether they kind of, or, and also you know, maybe getting younger at that position, um, but they've heavily invested in him. Mm. Smith went defensive tackle to Dallas. Um, Harrison, offensive tackle, went to the Jags. They just picked the best offensive player, the offensive line player that was available. Get some protection there. Um, uh, BC out of uh, Clemson for go to Saints was a pretty good pick. Uh, uh, Miles Murphy, their defensive end, Bengals. Oh, sorry, I skipped Miles Murphy. Um, uh, The Clemson guys, (laughs) the Clemson guys going back to back um, was a pretty nice story. Nolan Smith uh, was an absolute steal here at thirty. He to the Georgia Bulldogs. Another Georgia Bulldog could have been a top fifteen pick. That I mean, damn it, the Philly Bulldogs. Yeah. (laughs) 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 My brain then was like something then didn't make sense. (laughs) Well, you said the correct. I was just like, yes, that's the correct thing. (laughs) Correct. It's not what my brain is. Philly Bulldogs. Yes. Uh, and then uh, uh, go on, Sean. <laughs> Felix Adike uh, Uzma or something like that. Felix and Dikey Uzoma. Uh, yeah, well, let's go with that. He, he went. Felix went uh, defensive end to to Kansas um, City. So, and that was the first round. So, like I said, that kind of back half got really quiet. There was a run of the receivers, which was interesting, but the rest of it was like, okay, guys are going, but um, it just wasn't uh, as you know story field as say previous drafts had been. Uh, in this one. You want to talk briefly about our teams? Were mm-hmm. you happy with the way that the Broncos went? Yeah, well, we didn't pick till the third round, um, but I was quite happy uh, to get uh, Mims as a wide receiver, as a deep threat, around a 4-3-8. So uh, he'll add a, probably a Hamler replacement for us. Uh, Drew Sanders um, as a 6-4 uh, inside linebacker. Um, we'll add Valley there, probably a Josie Jewell replacement eventually. Riley Moss as a cornerback. Um, I think he was 6'2", you know, runs, uh, was state champion in the 110-metre hurdles um, and, you know, he's going to wave the flag as I think the only white cornerback in the NFL uh, this season. Yeah, so that's not even this season. When was the last time the we had, white dude was playing corner? We had one last year, but I'm not sure if he's going to go around again. I, mm, think, mm. I think we had this conversation. But, you know, he's great measurables, great size. Um, they're going to try him at cornerback. Uh, then White, t- White corners give me big Ryan Gosling vibes off uh, Remember the Titans. Absolute liability. <laughs> Had to bring Petey Jones <laughs> off, <laughs> off from the offense to, to play corner. I, I feel since that movie, Ryan Gosling has killed the White quarterback. Like it, 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 it we, was, we, can, <laughs> we can blame him entirely for, for the death of the, it was of all the quarterback. You track it. You track <laughs> yeah, track it. it. Plenty, plenty of Caucasians playing, uh, yeah. playing uh, corner and then uh, Ryan Gosling was a, was a liability yeah. with <laughs> the Titans. Yeah. Um, yeah, Skinner was a, another 6'4 Skinner. safety. Um, <laughs> massive, massive. Tawny's peck and probably would have gone earlier uh, mm-hmm. um, uh, than if he'd done that because he did that in February and then we picked the centre fourth site uh, with the third last pick in the draft. So pretty happy with that. We went heavy um, free agency so uh, kind of expected, you know, with some. we'll see what spots there. 
bit surprised they didn't take running back um, for some help there, but wouldn't surprise me if they bring Murray back uh, now post the draft. Mm. I briefly on the pack we've already spoke about Lucas Van Ness going there with their first pick and then uh, a run of uh, offensive talent coming in uh, with two tight ends in Luke Musgrave and Tucker Craft uh, who are both reasonably highly touted and uh, this Jaden Reed is uh, the the receiver that they've taken in the second round and we saw Christian Watson come on leaps and bounds last year and um, Dobbs as well. Yeah, who was actually mm. pretty – I think he was like a seventh round or sixth round of last year. So Dobbs actually went okay. Uh, so this Jaden Reed, I don't know too much about him, but uh, I'll run you through him. 5'11", 190, let's call it, uh, out of Michigan State. Uh, any numbers here? 4'45", four, four, 13 on the bench. Um, he, that screams slot to me. Uh, and with Randall Cobb, um, you know. Retiring. Retiring, uh, you know. Uh, hanging mm. out the boots, uh, that might be a like for like there. Mm. And they had a fuckload of other picks. <laughs> yeah. In draft so they, they picked very, very heavy. <laughs> uh, three sevenths. So many. Six. I'm going to be doing a bit of research here. And I'll well, just, yeah. honestly, Cl- Clifford was probably the the, the, the interesting one. The, the fifth, dog. Yeah. Fifth round, they took a uh, a quarterback. So a bit of a. Um, mm. I'll find out for Jordan you Love, quarterback he was. Jordan Love um, cover for them. I'll tell you about him. He is from Penn State. Six foot two, 220. Uh, fifth rounder, as we mentioned. Uh, went 11 and 2 last year uh, for the Nit- Nittany Lions. So pretty impressive. And uh, actually, reasonably quick. As well, four six two he runs. So, uh, if if love goes down, that might be Sean Clifford. Yeah, well, he's definitely going to be in that backup role. You'd think. Now you said there was a, a big lull in quarterbacks. Is I'm, try- that, I'm is trying. Is that what you're to, trying to chase up? Yes, I'm trying to find that. There's 14 taken. I'm just trying to work out what number he. I might be able to get it here. Bye. I've beaten you to it. So we talk about. It. So Hooker went 68 to Lions. Oh, then there was a bit of a run on them. Um, Stenson ben Bennett, 128, went to the Rams. Mm. Uh, Sean Clifford was the 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11th quarterback 11th taken. Quarterback taken. Yeah, Max Duggan was also a pretty interesting one. He oh, was yeah. the last quarterback taken yeah. uh, in the seventh round uh, by the Chargers. Monks, you got Tampa there? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, yeah, again, the rest of their picks um, – pretty much focused heavily on the defense. There were a few offensive um, players there. Our second pick, um, Cody March, the, oh, yeah, the, the one missing the, the two we front We've got to talk about him <laughs> <laughs> out of uh, bumfuck uh, uh, North Dakota. <laughs> I think the, the town was Mantador or something. I did put it in our socials. Uh, population 67. Jeez, so, I didn't realize it was that small, yeah. Yeah, 67. Um, yeah, Crazy. It'll be interesting to see how how he goes. Um, I think by all accounts he might be a little bit undersized, but he's still six center as well. You don't see he's too a big, many big tall center. centers in. The no, yeah. Well, he used to he played basketball in high school. Uh, um, I think that's. I think they said that's how he's. Oh, he's center he's got, or, gu- or guard. Uh, they list him as guard, guard, but I think he played a bit of center as well. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. any word on how he lost those two front chompers? Um, in, the, in the trenches, probably. Yeah, probably. Oh, in the trenches. A second ago. And he uh, probably won't replace them until his career's over. Yeah. Um, we fear of knocking out any fakies as well. They were knocked out during a junior high school basketball game. Oh, yeah. played basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Played basketball. Probably would have preferred one of those nut shots that's been happening <laughs> and get his front teeth knocked out. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Um, luscious, long, red hair. Um, mm. He's going to be, yeah, 
Isn't awesome. there? Awesome, not even just their last center, Ryan Jensen, look exactly like this bloke, <laughs> plus some teeth. What's uh, didn't he have yeah. really like long red hair? The bloke that was blocking or snapping to Tom Brady might not have been red hair. What was the pirate's name like on Dodgeball? Steve the Pirate. Steve, what's that? <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> there's a there's a pirate on that team. <laughs> yeah, Steve the Pirate. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, he plays for the Buccaneers, and he if he ever you know he's got his Mad Monday sorted for his outfit, so it's all good. Oh yeah. If that's not red hair, then that is red hair. Yeah, I'll give you that. That's Ryan Jensen. I'm talking about. Uh, so, so they like their uh, their long, they like their, long red headed. Uh, <laughs> look, for lack of a better term, redneck looking uh, <laughs> <laughs> players. That's it. Um, yeah, other than that, a uh, few few linebackers, few edge rushes, um, a tight end receiver in there as well. Round it all out. Yeah. And that was really the NFL draft. Yep. Um, there was plenty of other movement, but no, no real player movement besides the swift trade, which happened uh, today, flicking him across to the Eagles. Mm. And then uh, I think we have mini camps in a couple of weeks. Then we're going to be in the training camps and then in the prison. Let's go. So, sticking with the Yank Sports. Yeah, jump over yeah. to the playoffs. Second appearance. Curry, Curry sets, fires, puts it up. Bang! Uh, some some big sort of news in the NBA playoffs with the number one seed, Milwaukee Bucks, succumbing to the Jimmy Buckets, Himmy Buckets led Miami Heat. He's so good. He's so good. I do worry a little bit about them uh, if he was to miss any time, but mm. uh, had a fifty six pointer since our last podcast. Uh, he's he is very very good at basketball. Uh, obviously, the Giannis injury didn't help, but he did come back. He played the last two games and didn't quite look himself. Yeah, uh, I think he got thirty three in the, the last one, mm. so he was kind of getting back. But yeah, he's uh, too little, too late. Uh, oh, well, having said that, the the Jimmy B bucket with uh, was a point. Eight of a second or something left. Clutch. <laughs> just so clutch, and then yeah, to win it in overtime, um, yeah, just really showed they're coming. I think the Heat will get through the Knicks, um, and then they'll have a big test of the winner of the Seventy Sixers or the Celtics. Yep. Mm. Uh, interesting as well with the eight seed knocking off the one seed. I thought, oh, that might be pretty rare. I think this is the sixth sixth mm. time that it's happened. Uh, so the Spurs have, have bottled it once from first. Um, well, we'll see it more uh, more in the West, but I think we had that conversation of – You just um, got to be there, don't you? Yeah, exactly. You, even if you finish first, maybe you played good team basketball all season, but come playoff time, that's when the stars come out. And, mm. then, you know, having your your big three or your um, big important support guys off the bench, like, that makes the, the, the real difference um, in the playoffs. And uh, a big time revenge game as well because it was the Bucks. I'm pretty sure last year that knocked the Heat out, wasn't it? Not? Mm-hmm. Just chasing that up, making sure I'm not spreading uh, misinformation. <laughs> yeah. Yep, you are correct in, in seven. Fake mm. news. So uh, big, big story there with the Heat. Uh, the Heat and Knicks kick off tomorrow our time. Mm-hmm. The rest of the East probably went. Bit yeah, scripts. the Knicks were. Script, yeah. Knicks were too good for the Cavs um, uh, winning that season. Easy, easy. Seventy uh, six. Now that's going to be interesting because they haven't had, they haven't played any ball for mm. ten days. So yeah. they, they had take a very on, easy, a nice break. Yeah, they'll take on the Celtics uh, Tuesday morning our time. Yeah, the Hawks tried, but um, well, they what they did win a game yeah. uh, this week. Uh, ice tray. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
you know, living up to his name, uh, sinking a long three-point shot uh, to take it to a game six, but then uh, they, they did succumb uh, there. So they so de- definitely didn't uh, do themselves any any harm in, uh, in in dragging a couple there from, from the Hawks. But, yeah, uh, you'd think the Celtics 76ers with the Bucks out of the East are likely to be the, the East representative in the finals. Yeah, the winner of that will... You'd say so, but you know, uh, I you like the heat. You, I you, do like the heat. Well, like I, I said, I said, really lean into it. You mm. know, with Jimmy Buckets back, their position, their seeding isn't reflective of of that team. Um, and they showed it against uh, the Buccaneers that they are uh, one Buccaneers? of the. Uh, sorry, the, <laughs> we were just talking about the Bucks, um, the one of the premier. Steve the Pirate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any part themed NBA teams? Not in the NBA, but you've got literally the Pittsburgh Pirates, Pirates in yeah. the Major League Baseball, <laughs> uh, the Buccaneers, the Raiders. Raiders uh, that, do they yeah. count as a Pirate? I suppose uh, they do. Yeah. Uh, and then hockey, I don't really know. No. Anyway, uh, I, I like like you're saying, yes, I do really like the Heat. And I think they'll probably show their, their skill um, uh, really pushing it to the Knicks. The bloody 3 a.m. game tomorrow. <laughs> uh, that's not much fun. So it'll be an afternoon, Sunday afternoon one uh, there at Madison Square Garden. Yeah, uh, and that's probably a good segue into the other game for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Let's jump over to the West. Mm-hmm. Game seven, baby. Yeah. Like that fucking boom. <laughs> so uh, the Kings uh, tying it up three apiece after the Warriors won three in a row uh, to go 3 2. And then they had to go 2. The Chase Center, that's what it's called, isn't it? In the stadium there in um, San Francisco. And uh, and they get the win and there's a there's a massive game uh, early tomorrow, our time. Um, and the Kings get the home court advantage for for uh, the possibility to knock off the, the Dubs. Mm. But it doesn't get any easier for them because then they roll into the Lakers. Mm. With, um, mm. uh, LeBron and AD that have been playing pretty well and – Russell's, uh, you know, been the third man, very, uh, been very, very good for him. So, what about Hillbilly Kobe? He's been all right as well. Yes. Uh, definitely a fan favorite. Uh, and the Lakers, we won't go into it too much. Uh, you can check out the start of the show with the mop of the week. But uh, yeah, Dylan Brooks uh, really getting uh, put into his place by LeBron, both on and off the court. Uh, and the other side, uh, they've probably been waiting around for a fair bit. The Nuggets and the Suns. Um, uh, they will play tomorrow. Uh, is that right? No, Tuesday. Uh, yeah, what, but the first Nuggets game was today, so they actually add oh, to, add to, a, yeah, yeah, add to yeah. a one one zip lead. Uh, I can get a box score here. Mm, uh, so, so that was the first uh, one of the second round. Because uh, Jamal Murray had thirty four, which which is really important. Because I kind of thought the Suns, um, like I didn't think the Timberwolves would struggle the Nuggets. I thought the Suns more as a being a Let's say complete team um, would be able to take it to the Nuggets, but if Joker can get some support, they can definitely be competitive in this. Up the Nugs. I'll let you guys wrap up the basketball track because I'm going to pee my pants. Uh, <laughs> maybe uh, yeah, just saying if the odds uh, have changed at all uh, now that we've only got eight teams left, and uh, and wrap that up, and then we'll talk a little bit of cricket. Yep. Uh, get some odds, Jimmy. Yep. Who, who do we have up, as yeah. favourite to win it all? I'm assuming it's probably going to be Celtics and 76ers maybe. That's a strong argument. Uh, just bring it up. Yeah. 
We don't need NBA um, playoff MVP. So Celtics two two dollars thirty, Nuggets at six, Suns pretty close there at six five. So maybe we'll win over those. We'll go through. Mm. It's interesting. Lakers and Golden State so high, and yeah, Nuggets not. I don't know. Um, Heat not even in that. They're at thirty one at the moment. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> poor, I mean, poor Kings are dead last at thirty four dollars. <laughs> but still being said, like um, the West. Like outside of um, obviously, obviously Boston being favourites, West very heavily favoured to be the conference that could win it all there. Well, outside Celtics, of course. Yeah, uh, yeah, but the, yeah. It's very heavy uh, that side to the West uh, coming through. Yeah, um, yeah, and just going back to conferences. So the Nuggets nice. there are favourites to to win the Western Conference at two dollars seventy five. Interestingly, um, while Phoenix was the next one. Behind them to win uh, the, the whole thing, uh, Lakers are actually um, second um, there to win the Western Conference at three thirty, with the Suns at three thirty six. I don't know how that works. What do you got down the bottom there? Um, Celtics heavy favourites. Seventy <laughs> yeah. um, 76s Knicks and Heat uh, round it. that out. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I'm, I'm I don't know. The, you know, besides being, of course, I want to see the Nuggets. One side, I, I would love to see the heat <laughs> come through on the other side. I'm all in on the the Jimmy buckets. All um, in on the Jimmy buckets uh, story at the moment. Yeah, like you said, he's yeah. The Heat have got a very tough, tough sort of um, road to get through, either the Seventy Sixers or the um, Celtics. There, um, that's yeah. NBA. Maybe we'll back in a minute. Let's talk F one. Essentially, Perez is. Um, I think through the pit stops took him back over. So Verstappen's actually behind him. I was. Yeah, I watched yeah. the sprint race last night. And I was a bit worried that um, this might end up being a little uh, train-like bit of traffic. Yeah. So mm. they they shortened the DRS. So I'm not sure if they have actually. You know, there's not as many overtakes where guys started are kind of where they are. And besides, say Hockenheim and Ocon are out of position currently because they haven't pitted. Yeah. But yeah, there's, it looks like there's a big pack there following. Following knock on and at the moment, twenty six laps down of the fifty one, we're about the halfway point. Maybe he's back. Let's get started with Greget Monkey. Uh, we are about to talk some IPL, but uh, just briefly, Stuart Broad had some. Okay. Absolute <laughs> fighting words. Dem's fighting words. Uh, he he did the classic. You know, you lose a game and you just say, oh, "I didn't count." It, well, it didn't. It didn't yeah, count. It's Sean O'Malley. as well. Uh, I didn't win. Yeah, that's I didn't right. lose that fight. <laughs> that wasn't a loss. That's yeah. a great analogy, actually. Uh, <laughs> Dana, make it happen. Sugar Sean O'Malley versus Stuart Broad. Pay good money to see that one. Uh, but in, he said this week, and how much of this is just to get you know a few. Duffy's like us talking about it, but uh, he said, "In my mind, I don't class the uh, the last Ashes twenty one twenty two as a real Ashes." Mm. He said, "The definition of Ashes cricket is elite sport with lots of passion and players at the top of their game. Nothing about that series was high level performance because of COVID restrictions, the raining, uh, the facilities, the travel, not being able to socialise. I've written it off as a void series. To me." Screams whinging. Yeah. <laughs> My social cricket team, the Yams, you have a few beers. If you have a whinge, that's a fine. Yeah. 
So yeah. Stuart put him down for a fiver. That is whinging fine. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> you can't just say we got smashed in the last ashes <laughs> and because of a global pandemic and us being yeah. absolutely horrendous in Australian conditions, it just didn't count. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Still, you still turned up and played the games. Yeah. So uh, they did not happen. Yeah. And that, that, that test in the Gower didn't count for didn't us. Count. <laughs> didn't happen. Yeah. Did not happen. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't lost to India in years. What are you talking about? <laughs> That's right. That's right. Did not happen. Yeah. yeah. Uh, look, so I think Stuart Broad's a pretty smart person. I think he knows that, you know, this is just a bit of hype, a bit of a Conor McGregor type kind of uh, approach yeah. to it exactly, all. Exactly. It's all media beat up. Yeah, Actually, to get a few people talking, but uh, definitely caught uh, three Aussies down uh, here, hook, <laughs> line and sinker, yeah, uh, as, as he did a lot of our media saying, uh, you know, um, it's obviously he's just looking for for a bit of a headline. But, uh, look, you mm. talk the talk, you walk the walk. Uh, we spoke about it last week and, and David Warner and, uh, you know, w- what is going to be our best top six. Mm. And uh, Stuart mm. Broad's definitely had the mickey over us in uh, in previous Ashes in in England. Uh, but it's it's really set a nice precedent for us because if we get dicked in this Ashes, no real Ashes, didn't yeah, count. Yeah, didn't, <laughs> count. <laughs> didn't count. Doesn't matter. Horrible facilities. Yeah, it's Terrible England. country. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Too cold. Broad was wearing a headband. It just <laughs> doesn't count. Anyway, it's a bit of a fun one there. Let's uh, let's talk a bit of IPL, boys. Uh, we we spoke last week actually about how many runs were, were coming through. Mm-hmm. We saw a couple of games sort of in the in the two twenties. Uh, I uh, see your two twenty, and I raise you. Uh, Luck now, Super Giants scoring two hundred and fifty seven in one of their games. Big puppy Stoin. Uh, made a little bit. Uh, CSK made two hundred today as well. So yeah, so so pretty run heavy there uh, in in the IPL. Uh, I think the big puppy. I think we're he's, up he's to forty. I think he's got another so injury. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. so right into uh, into the thick of things now. Oh, God, I got two hundred. Yeah. So looking well, at some of these, look at these scores. And you, you mentioned it pre-game. Really, the only team that doesn't really score score is, <laughs> Del- is Delhi Capitals. <laughs> Uh, but pa- they won another game. They won two. So look at this. This this was this week. <laughs> Gujarat six for two oh seven. They win theirs. KKR five for two hundred. Win theirs. Rajasthan Royals five for two oh two. And then the big one. Uh, Lucknow five for two fifty seven. Punjab Punjab put up a measly two oh one. Uh, and get done by 56 uh, off the back of, of Stoinis. And it wasn't just like a bunch of plebs that they were smacking around. It was Kasego, Rabada and Ashdeep Singh, uh, two of the best uh, best quicks getting around in, in the IPL. They yep. keep rolling. So Kolkata, they played a 170, one. 179. They lost, they lost to Gujarat, but then look, uh, Hyderabad, 197. Seven. So ch- just about every Kings, game this week, high scoring. Yeah, the Super mm. Kings just scored 200 in today with Conway getting 92 from – Jeez, he's in good form, Jeez. Devin Conway, well, isn't he? Jason Roy as well has come across yeah. um, as a late inclusion and has been really good. Marks, do you want to pull up the uh, the batting stats? Where are we at? So Faf still at the top. Um, Look at that. He's made. One and two RCBs. Yeah. Yeah. Faf and uh, and Virat and and Faf uh, nearly hundred runs clear there in uh, in the Orange Cap race, averaging yeah. sixty. Shubman Gilt. Now I assume that Conway doesn't include that ninety from today. Mm, yeah, no, in, in, in fact, it doesn't because the high score there is eighty three. So uh, he's actually on the second. he's hot on the heels of Faf there. Yeah. Second, Rudraj Gaikwad rounds out the rounds out the top mm, five. He probably got some as well today. So Davey CSK Wolf. and RCB are yeah. really scoring yeah. some, yeah. some runs. 
Davey Warner still there, 306. Kyle Mayers, looking at the strike rate for Kyle Mayers, 160.5 in that game where they scored 257. He he went pretty mental, I'm fairly sure. And Josh Butler's just outside the top 10, uh, but still still pretty handy. He's just just not Josh Butler of last year. Yeah, he wasn't last year. Maxie's there. No one really is. Can you find Roy for me? I feel like he's only played. Yeah, he hasn't four. played a heap of games, so I just wanted to see his comparison of averages. <laughs> Elevated music. Harry Brook still struggling there. a little bit. There he is. There so he three, is. three games. That's one, a pretty good comparison. One sixty. <laughs> he's averaging fifty three and striking at one hundred and seventy. So pretty handy. Considering uh, inclusion for KKR there and Jason Roy. Yeah, yep. and he's played five less games than Harry Brook and scored three less runs. So uh, poor Harry, he got a ton, but outside of that, he's averaging twenty three. Yeah, that's well, pretty, that's hard to do to yeah. score hundred and, and average twenty three. <laughs> <laughs> well, in his other was it seven innings, he scored uh, sixty mm. runs. So says me. I, 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 I say. Harry Brook, I'll do the seven innings of zero and you guys score the 100 and then between <laughs> us we'll call it 23. Yeah, what do you reckon? Yeah. <laughs> even, even. Uh, and the bowling side, Purple not cap. too much change. Well, it's all a bit even. Well, it's all, there. yeah, very even, Stevens. Mo mm. Siraj, Rashid Khan, Ashdeep Singh, uh, Tusha Deshpande, mm-hmm. 14s apiece into Mo Shami and Varun Chakravarti, 13s. Interesting, isn't it? That Where's your first international? Well, Rashid Khan is an international. Uh, uh, sorry, you're up. Sorry, yes, you're all right. Hiding, hiding in there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Mark, Mark Wood. Wood. Mark Wood. So it's interesting, isn't it? So a yeah. lot of the top ten for well, stick, I was, I was looking for internationals. Far, I was looking for international fast bowlers. And, and yeah, then yeah. a lot of the top ten for, for bowlers are, are Indians. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the best of the Aussies, Jason Berendorf, having yeah. himself a reasonable mm-hmm. IPL so far. He's got eight poles from six games. Uh, from six games. Get, but a little bit expensive, just un, a tick under ten and over, but uh, but definitely picking up a few. Mm-hmm. Akshar Patel as well, I uh, need to mention him. Uh, maybe the best all-rounder getting around. Yep. Uh, he's got seven poles um, and and has scored a fair few runs. Uh, so it's so good to see him doing a little bit. And from the Aussie's perspective, his uh, teammate Mitch Marsh had four for not many uh, the other night. Uh, they, they're mm. still struggling to get some wins uh, going, Delhi Capitals, but good to see Mitch Marsh uh, back bowling and back yeah. bowling well. Getting seven. Mm. Uh, do you want to bring the table up? I think it's uh, still pretty close um, with – getting onto two wins. I think the top. I think they're done. Oh, okay. There's 14 <laughs> matches, so yes. Look, look it, 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 I'm saying there's a chance. <laughs> Mathematically, <laughs> if they win out, yes, if they win six matches, they, um, they'll finish with eight wins. Um, so it's a pretty – it's still pretty tight though. You, you, mm. uh, Titans have on six wins um, and then all the way down to Mumbai Indians who have three uh, with a game in hand for them. So – um, it's still kind of a big pack there. But yeah, you're probably right on. Delhi have a lot of – well, they've got a lot of work to do. They need. They really need to yep. start moving if they want to want to want to make it happen. Um, but it's it, outside of Delhi, it's pretty close. Yes, so, yeah, across. So yeah. Titans yeah. have that two-point lead at the top, but then Rajasthan, Lucknow and uh, Chennai all on tens. Mm-hmm. And then yep. uh, RCB, Punjab, KKR, Sunrisers and Indians all within two points on eight and six. Mm. So, yeah, six more – or most have six more matches. Yep. Uh, one of five and one of seven. But, yeah, it's yep. pretty, pretty close. Monks, would you mind bringing up the scorecard from the Sri Lanka-Ireland game? Now, 
generally on, on this <laughs> podcast. Uh, an Irish test match against Sri Lanka we're not too interested in, but it was one of the uh, weirdest scorecards that you'll ever see. I, I remember checking the scorecard at the end of last podcast and I think they Ireland at the time were – uh, had 300 runs on the board. Um, so, yes, Ireland had 300 runs on the board. Mm. Oh, that's pretty good against Sri Lanka. Next minute. <laughs> it <laughs> like, must have been an absolute road. Yeah. Ireland made 492 <laughs> yeah, in, first in the first innings. innings. Yeah, is, I saw uh, them which at is 300. Sick. Like, and I was like, lock of the Irish, good on them. Uh, <laughs> <But laughs> Sri Lanka go out and make three for 704. So, if you were one of the, <laughs> look at that. One of the idiots that threw <laughs> their wicket away at the top of the order there. Well, they, none of them did. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> M- Madushka, he threw his wicket away. LBW McBride, 204. <laughs> He really he could have scored a big score, but he he, <laughs> he got out he, for his eyes got big. He scored 115, <laughs> striking at 86. And then Kusal Mendes, he's back in first <laughs> drop. And uh, look, he, he goes out and makes 245, striking at 85. Even Angelo Matthews uh, gets in there with a not out ton. Uh, Boys, silly. Could you imagine the morale? The morale when <laughs> yeah, you've well, got three. When you're looking up at the scoreboard and you think, "Fuck me, it's fucking three for seven hundred and four. Well, we need Conor McGregor yeah. out here." And <laughs> probably didn't see anything <laughs> like that, but you know what I mean. Well, they're, they're probably happy oh, to have almost five hundred on the board. I mm. thought, "Oh yeah, we in with a chance." It's very defendable, isn't it? Yes, and then yeah, yeah. God, it. Uh, what, what were the Ireland's top scorers in the first one? Four ninety two. You'd imagine someone turned up yeah, in that. You'd true, think. True. Yeah, there's Curtis Kempfer and Paul, Paul, St- Paul Sterling and Balburnie. Oh no, those in Sterling and Balburnie. They they tend to be uh, household household names. They tend mm. to be uh, the 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 class. The the, high yeah, they, well, they're always there or thereabouts yeah. for for the Irish. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then and then uh, Curtis Kempfer. I've never really heard of him. Batting seven there, made hundred and eleven. Mm-hmm. Keeper. Uh, Lorcan Tucker, 80. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm. 704. There you go, Sri Lanka. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would have hated to miss out. It's, it's pretty weird to see a scorecard with all four of the <laughs> of the top sticks scoring tons and two of them scoring double tons. Did India yeah. score a 1,000 in one match? Oh, all right. Look it up. Look it up. Uh, highest ever test. I'm pretty sure it was uh, India. You, I think you'd be going back as well. I think you'd be going a long way back. Uh, you need something to feel I feel like it might have been a session masterclass and then the rest of them um, chipped in. No, I don't. Or do you reckon that's further back? Yeah, I think it's further back. And I think... I think there might have been... on the big screen. There might have been a 1,000, but there's definitely a 900. But in terms of recent memory, I think this is going way, 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 way back. Test records. Uh, so we need uh, most uh, or highest innings scores in test cricket. Harris wins, victory, most consecutive, most runs in innings. There we go. Yeah, 952. It's 952. It actually was, it was look at India. that. It, it was uh, no, it was Sri Lanka versus India yeah, yeah. in 1997. But then, yeah, as per my speculation, you got to go way back to 1938, 1930, 1957 for the others. I assume you can't get a scorecard for that game, the first one. This first one? Uh, not from mm. clicking on that, but you could look it up. If you just go uh, Sri Lanka versus India 1997 scorecard in Google, maybe. Mm-hmm. 97, what are we talking? We're talking Arjuna Ranatunga. We're talking Marvin Atapatu. We're talking uh, Sanath Jayasuriya. Mm-hmm. We're talking, I don't know if he would have done much with the bat, but uh, Chamin Devas, maybe a young Murui. 
300. I wonder if this is it. That's it. Yeah. So the first test, August 1997, India, India tour of Sri Lanka. India goes out and scores 537. <laughs> Sashin, Sashin, well, yeah, you yeah. look, your, your brain wasn't far off here. So Sashin was involved with a big ton in this game. Mo Azradin and Najrat Sidhu mm. scoring tons as well. Uh, and yes, there was a young Chaminder and a young um, uh, Murli in this one. Murli two for 174. <laughs> Thanks for coming, you chaka. <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, oh. and then Sri Lanka. Santa the Jaya three hundred and forty opening the vast. Uh, Mahanama, Roshan Mahanama two hundred and twenty five. Arvinda de Silva one twenty six. Ashruna Ranatunga eighty six. Look, a young Mahala Shawuna sixty six. <laughs> Six for 952. They batted for 271 <laughs> overs. Look at that. Look at the spinners. Chauhan, Kumble and Kulkarni. Well, so 78, two, 72 and, and 70. <laughs> yeah, That's real. 180s. It's nearly three days. <laughs> it is three days. 90, there you go. First 90, thing starts day two. two yeah, three, they batted for three days. <laughs> well, actually, they, they batted for four, according to that. Yeah, and three days in the session. Yeah. How good is that? Just a bit of batting practice. <laughs> how, about, how bad would you feel as Marvan, who got out as the, is your other opener? At the battle. What, yeah. what did Adam Patu make? Let's go like that. 26. <laughs> oh. His partner so, made 340. And he oh, that's funny. Jasaria, yeah. I, 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 yeah, I feel like he, maybe in my head I knew that he had one big score, but 340, that's up there with, with some of the biggest scores ever. Mm. There you go. There's your trivia. There's your trivia. Who will make the thousand? Maybe uh, the next test between Sri Lanka and Ireland. Maybe. Or there's an Ashes test coming up. There we go. Uh, On those decks, (laughs) be lucky to get a thousand in two tests. Jeez. A few war clips in the F1. All right, let's talk some soccer. I think it's official, boys. I reckon Manchester City are uh, going to win win the league and uh, maybe some odds. Uh, over what have we got? We've got three matches left? Four, Four. depending on which team. So, so th- you need a choke from City is what we're talking about. Who, 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 what's their run home, do you know? I can bring that up for you. I no, think they, they, the table. They, uh, they, they play Fulham at the cottage tonight. Shaking in your boots. Leeds who are in relegation danger. Uh, Everton also in relegation danger. Uh, then they play Chelsea, so that's about eight nil win there. And then uh, Brentford. I think I think they're going to win the league, dude. It'd be an absolute <laughs> choke if they lose to any of those at this point. Yeah. And we've been we've, we've had that date at the um, at the Eddie had in our diaries for the best part of a month, uh, thinking, look, if Arsenal can get a win there, it maybe changes things. But uh, mm. they they sealed the deal with a with a four one win um, there uh, during the week. Yeah, yeah. and. I think that was, I guess, the the most impressive thing, um, you know, playing in a in a a close close you know close competition there for the top, um, and guns kind of shot themselves in the foot. Also, probably didn't help they they've gone win draw 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 loss. Yeah, absolutely yeah. capitulated. It's yeah. been the theme of the last few podcasts yeah. when we're talking Made, let's English football. Let City chase them down and to get a with five wins in a row. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Man City is a dollar and seven cents to win okay. out Premier League. Arsenal's at ten. But based on that competition, I don't think any of them were in the top ten, were they? So, um, Fulham ten. That yeah. was only one. <laughs> uh, 
Mm. And then you, you know, have games against minnows like Chelsea. <laughs> well, they are now. So. <laughs> <laughs> really, just trying to you know ride this ride this wave yeah. of them being bad. Yeah. Uh, elsewhere, Newcastle and United still locked down their spots. They probably. Then I think that's. Them. I think that's the Champions League spots. Yeah. Mm. Hotspurs and Villa probably, and Liverpool, Brighton maybe still fighting over that last spot. See, there. Brighton Fifth. overnight put six in the back of the onion bag against Wolves. One of the stories, like a few of those teams through the mid-table there in, in the Villains, Brighton, Brentford, Fulham, uh, you know, really playing overs this year. Uh, and then at the bottom, Leicester City is there, Everton is there, Southampton, not Forest. Uh, they got a win, didn't they? And uh, overnight, a loss. They, they lost. may have. Um, they, they had a they lot. One over Brighton and then lost to, yeah. to Brentford. Brentford. Yeah. Um, I think they were up in that game as well. Um Safe yet? No, I think let's say West Ham's probably safe now. Yeah, probably Leeds. Not yeah, I'm Leeds happy with that. Down. Five teams. Yeah, Leeds. It's a big names in there. Forest, Leeds, Leicester, Everton, City, Southampton. Everton. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it's fair to say it's who's joining uh, Southampton. Yes, yeah, I think Southampton's oh, yeah. probably guaranteed down there at the bottom. Uh, when's Champions League? Is it this week? Let's have a look. No, the week after, so 10th and 11th of May, our times, uh, we'll see Madri- uh, Real Madrid and City and uh, mm. the Della Madonna, I think it's some, something like that, uh, the the two Milan teams uh, doing doing battle uh, in, in a couple of weeks' time. Mm-hmm. Mm. Let's run into a, on the Esky, final round. Big talking point before we get stuck into uh, the 288 preview uh, was Bobby Knuckles versus Drykus Duplessis, mm. no relation to Faf, um, announced for UFC 290. Monks, can you bring up what that card's starting to look like? And apparently the winner will get Israel Adesanya in Sydney. Yeah, well, Israel's already been calling out um, a Faf uh, for this one. <laughs> um, uh, you know, as probably they have the last kind of contender in there. Um, there's been some chat about maybe they should actually cancel this fight and and book that one, um, but I think Israel dealing with a bit of injury at the moment. They've it's a number one contender, um, and Robert Whitaker will probably run through Duplessis and then we'll have to do that. Is that a third? There'll be a fourth fight for Whitaker and Israel. Yeah, um, they've I had think the trilogy already. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is quite interesting. And Whitaker, I think, was on a podcast this week talking about. Um, you know, you had your three against Alex, um, had that history. Um, now it's my turn kind of thing. Like, yeah, so that'll be interesting. Uh, that big card kind of starting to take shape uh, there. Um, uh, Robbie Lawler on that's a pretty fun. Dan Hooker as well getting mm. another fight in the lightweight division. Um, so, yeah. Obviously that – The flyweight championship. The flyweight <laughs> championship in, in Brandon Moreno versus Alexander. We'll preview Pant- that when we Toria. get closer. That's right. This is July we're talking about. Yeah. Um, Robert Whitaker and Israel have only fought twice. Ah, so this will be the trilogy. This will be a trilogy, yeah. Yeah, okay, cool. The only one that's looking at a quad would be that man Moreno if he f- fought Figueredo. Oh, I think Figgy's going up. Figgy's going up, wait. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you see. 288. Where do you want to start? Want to start start at the, the top. Start at the top. So who do? Triple C. Yep. Returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, how long has it been? 2020 is it since his last fight? Monks, yeah, probably, probably pre-COVID. That makes sense. He retired and then mm-hmm. he got done for performance enhancers before that, didn't he? No. That was uh, Dillashaw. Dillashaw. 
Has, um, so he beat Pillashaw and um, then uh, Pillashaw got done in that fight that he beat him. And Cejudo's never been done? No. He's an Olympic champ, bro. Clean as. The only Olympic champ and uh, <laughs> uh, UFC champ. Yeah. Uh, he last fought back in 20, May 2020. Yeah. Um, Dominic Cruz. Just before COVID went mad in the US probably. Mm. Yeah. Right around them. Yeah. Yeah, and when he had at that point kind of cleared out the divisions. There's not a lot more for him to do at that point. Uh, so he buggered off. Uh, but there's a whole bunch of new interesting contenders in the Bantamweight division. Um, so uh, Sterling will be his challenge, who's actually kind of really improved in his recent matches. So this is, this is a hard one. Um, I feel like Henry's a uh, really, really good te- technician. Uh, the video of him uh, showing John Jones, you know, in this situation you should switch to here to get an advantage position and then doing the exact thing to Cyril Gain um, was really went viral post that fight. So he's definitely got the the mind for fighting. fighting. He's been training for, for ages. Um, mm. He's an elite, elite wrestler. Um Maybe slightly undersized to Arjamain, but uh, I just can't go past then and just coming back and wiping the floor and winning easy. Mm. You know, mm. just from what we've seen. Um, but um, Sterling's been looking, uh, been fighting really well lately as well. Um, really uh, beat Yan and kind of push Yan really back down in the vision. So, yeah, um, I think that's, yeah, fun fight. Absolute slander, uh, nothing in Cejudo's <laughs> record saying anything about performance enhancers. But uh, it's an interesting point. that the, you, the overlap with TJ Dillashaw and him, you know, having coming down, he must have come down. Um, so I think Henry's actually going up weight for this. Now I think about this. Because Mighty Mouse, they fought at 125, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So technically Henry's kind of coming up for this. So TJ actually went down to fight Henry and that's where the whole um, – uh, EPO but, came out of it. But when he defended and vacated the, the belt, it was bantamweight. Yes, against Dominic. But he had come up yes. previously. Yeah. So he had both those belts. So he correct, had um, flyweight, flyweight and, and bantamweight. Yeah. Bantam. Um, I don't know why I said that. Weird. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the size difference is interesting that you mentioned. So five foot mm. four taking on the five foot seven Sterling. So uh, reach is going to be interesting. 64 inch mm-hmm. reach uh, versus 71. So he's giving up uh, half a foot in reach to, mm. to our Joe. But then, you know, he beat Dominic Cruz who's also of, big man. of that, that kind of size. So um, still, yeah, he's just – Uber talented. I, I just can't get past that fact, and I think mm. he'll um, probably show why he's still uber talented. Do you reckon he's going to go get the belt again? Uh, I feel like it. Yeah, I, I don't know what he does post that with that belt. Uh, how long is his run going to be? But you know, he's still thirty six. He got a couple of years left. Go and you know, put together three or four fights in that time frame. I'm just trying to get some odds up here and see if the bookies agree with you, Shauno. Uh, UFC 288. Here we go. Scrolling down. Oh, our bookies, $1.92 a piece. Can't split them. Wow. Flip of a coin, they reckon. Flip of a coin. Interesting. It's going to be a pretty close one. Yeah, definitely. Mm. 
going down to Welter White, uh, I swear we were talking about Gilbert Burns a few weeks ago, and that's yep. because he we were. were. <laughs> uh, he, he's going up against Bilal Muhammad, who uh, hasn't lost since 2019, has mm-hmm. eight wins and a no contest in that span. Mm-hmm. Uh, Burns beating hometown hero uh, Masvidal, the king of Miami, in Miami uh, just a month ago. Uh, obviously didn't take too much damage if he's backed up and, and going to fight Bilal. Uh, boys, what are our thoughts around this one? It's almost a number one contender's fight. Um, yeah. I, I think Muhammad was pretty close to uh, in that conversation to being the next challenger. Edwards doesn't want to do Colby, but there's nothing else really there. Uh, and then ahead of these two is Usman. That, that, that's really it. Um, yeah. And whether you think he comes that can actually make this way, he looks like he's going to, to middleweight at the moment. Um, um, so actually, uh, Usman's uh, Usman's right one. Sorry, there it is. Leon yeah. Edwards, the champ. Yeah. So that's that's the other one there, and um, I think Hamza they're kind of looking at elsewhere at the moment. So yeah, uh, after Edwards, Colby, the winner of that, we'll probably get the winner of this. That's way how it's kind of shaping up. Um, mm. Burns has been really good. Uh, this would be an interesting fight. I haven't, unfortunately for me, I haven't either watched or paid enough attention to Muhammad's fights in the past. Um, uh, and um, the, I definitely I remember the eye poke, um, uh, which was the no contest with Leon Edwards. Yeah, with so Leon Edwards. Some pretty yeah. big names that he's gone through uh, since then. Uh, in in Sean Brady, Vicente mm-hmm. Luque, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, mm-hmm. um, and a lot of them going the distance. So uh, he's mm-hmm. obviously got elite cardio, and well, he's he's a Russian, isn't he? So, um, Oh, Slander no. again from you. Slander. <laughs> He's Palestinian, Palestinian American. Born, yeah. Sorry, bro. <laughs> uh, it's see also Bangladeshi independence activist Bilal Muhammad. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I feel like though some of those names, like at the points he fought them, they weren't as highly ranked. Um, so I don't want to say his his numbers are padded a little bit, but. Um, uh, I think this will be a big challenge for him. Uh, Burns he mm. can fight on um, standing up, and he's uh, absolutely a monster on the ground. So it's going to be a pretty competitive fight. This one, bro. I got the story. Mm. He attended Bogan High School <laughs> in, in <laughs> Chicago. Yes, <laughs> Bogan William J. Bogan, <laughs> simply known as Bogan High School, is a public four year high school in Ashburn, Chicago. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> you got a lighter? Oh, wait, damn, mate. That's how he learned how to fight. Uh, there you go. Uh, so, odds? Dollar eighty-two Burns, 202 Bilal Muhammad. Yeah, I think that's probably fair. Mm. The other sort of bigger name is the the girls' strawweight, Jessica Andrade, taking on Ian Gialnan. It's, it's interesting for Gialnan. Probably pretty close. Why am I asking you? Yeah, why are you looking in that direction? Because <laughs> you can't say white names. <laughs> <laughs> very true, very true. Um, I, did, yeah. I was just going to say, it's interesting this main card. There's um, They usually try to put at least one big boy, um, you know, fight in this. Mm, but, no, but, but no, no. Yeah, but, yeah. you know, welterweight being the heaviest at 170, but everything is, you know, under 150, which is quite interesting. Um, uh, we're interested to see how this card does. Um, you know, especially considering Henry's been out a long time, how they're going to sell sell that. I'd be interested to know what the undercard kind of looks like, where there's um, something else fun uh, floating around there as well. Uh, I feel like Andrade, uh, not to, you know, uh, with the history, I think this is actually down for her again. She can't be bouncing up and down um, in the divisions. Um, mm. uh, we'll, 
uh, be the monster that she is and uh, get potentially another win. She fought recently, didn't she? Blanchfield. What yep. vision was that in? Strawweight uh, bout. No, so she's been She's been in strawweight for, for, for the last for, three. Yeah, this will be fourth. Yeah. Uh, mm. Yeah, not, not long in between fights for Andrade. That was only February, so it'll end up being uh, a tick under three months. Mm. And uh, bookies do have her favourite, although not overwhelmingly short. She's buck fifty-three. Uh, Zhao Nan Yan uh, two dollars fifty-two. Couple of featherweights uh, make up the rest of the main card in Mosvale. Mosvale, <laughs> <laughs> home of Ray Stone. That's in Queensland. You struggled more than I am. Mosvale, Evliov, and Bryce Mitchell and Cron Gracie versus Charles Jordan. Now the Gracie name is pretty famous mm-hmm. in uh, the MMA world. Uh, mm-hmm. A bit of research here is Cron Gracie. Uh, uh, relative or, or part of that name? Surely there's it's not. a huge family, by the way. So it's potential. Have a have a quick look. He is the son of Rickson Gracie. Mm. There you go. And grandson of Heliot Gracie. Yeah. There Just the co-founder. Nickname Ice Cream Cron. Mm-hmm. So yeah, assume he's <laughs> uh, going to be a. Submission specialist. I'd say he'd be pretty good at jujitsu. <laughs> 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 have some world go up. Grab his grappling record. Let's see. Mm. He's, he has a few world champions in there. Um, depending on what division that is. Yeah, I think he won Abu Dhabi back in 2013. It says here his trainer's Nate Diaz. Really? Oh, yeah, that's probably. Kran. Yeah. No, Nate's like a second or third degree black belt in, in Brazilian jujitsu. Mm. So uh, he is very, very good. Um, checking, choking out Logan Paul lookalikes um, <laughs> recently. I just like that his name's Kron. What's that uh, movie? It's like Daft Punk kind of vibes. <laughs> Tron. Kron. Anyways, we're having a stretch here, aren't we? Yeah. Uh, uh, we're just looking at his MMA record. He hasn't fought in the UFC since 2019. So, so. has he been doing BJJ? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. According to that, yes. Yeah, it must have been. Actually, no, it hasn't been really active in grappling either, so... Just been out of the, the game for a while. Doing cron things. <laughs> uh, a quick look at the UFC today. The big fight was Song versus uh, Ricky um, Simon uh, or Simone probably. Uh, Simon. Uh, Song won by TKO uh, stoppage in the fifth round. Uh, and then we had Bare Knuckle Fox, uh, Boxing. Yeah, boxy uh, Boy. Yeah, Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. I was trying to work out what the F was. Bare Knuckle <laughs> Fighting Championship. Um, uh, it, it was a bit of a fun fight. So we had Mike Perry taking on Luke Rockhold. Um, Mike Perry knocked out a bunch of his front teeth. Um, so Rockhold, um, you know, let's say threw in the towel in the second mm. round. Uh, Mendes and Eddie Alvarez, um, another big fight. Uh, Conor McGregor was in the crowd for this. Mm. Um, Alvarez won a split decision in this. Lots and of big Former UFC names. Yes. Hey? Yeah. Well, this yeah. is the same. It's a bit of fun fight. Becky uh, Beck Rollins actually lost in this one. A lot of people, uh, she was heavy favorite to win um, against uh, Farah in this. And then big Ben Rothwell, um, the heavyweight, uh, had a win as well. Uh, very heavy from UFC X talent headlining, uh, you know, big AFC's 41st pay per view. Well, championship. I don't think it was pay per view. That uh, Beck Rawlings is Aussie, is yes. she not? Yes, she is. And she was uh, an Invicta champ for quite a while. Mm. Oh, he found the photo. That's where Luke Rockhold's deep. Oh, wow, we. 
Yeah. So uh, him and that Cody Marsh are looking for their teeth together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, and us yeah. in the uh, in the socials post. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good, good from you. And Bit of F one, yeah. I guess we yeah. finished with F one. F one is Baku. Um, whoa, the- whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, yeah. battle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Max and Charles set the exact same time in qualifying, um, down to the hundredth of a second, um, which is I think a first. Uh, Max got pole for the start of this race. Uh, he's now currently sitting third with the Red Bulls well in front. Uh, Perez won the sprint race. Um, Charles was second and then Max was third. Um, it was a pretty uneventful sprint race, unfortunately. And from what I've seen watching this race, very much the same. Uh, the starting order is pretty close to where it was originally. Uh, I'll be interested to know uh, if Ocon and Hulkenberg have pitted yet because I don't think they have been in ninth and tenth, um, holding up everyone behind them. But it seems... Mm. Um, they short. I was telling Jimmy when uh, you had a bathroom bathroom break that you actually shortened the DRS zone by about 100 meters because mm. um, it was very easy to take overtake in this trait. Uh, it looks like it's probably been too too much of a change because it looks like it's been very very hard and very drainy in this where everyone's just following everyone behind. Um, Pastaria, Pasta, oh, Oscar Pastari, Piastri, Piastri, got him. <laughs> Yastri, yes. Uh, and pistachio. Lando, yeah, pistachio. <laughs> we really do potatoes. Um, and Lando <laughs> Norris uh, haven't moved essentially from their positions. Um, I think Hamilton's moved up like one. Alonso I think's moved up one. Um, but really where they kind of started is where they are. So what Science was fourth, he's fifth. Hamilton was fifth, he's now sixth. Alonso is probably the biggest gainer from sixth to fourth. Like it, there hasn't been a lot of movement um, in this Um We've lost Zoo and uh, Jack DeVees in this. Uh, so looking like Perez with a three-and-a-half second lead will go on to win this race. Um, there's been a bit of clipping of the walls, but um, I think it's probably okay. Uh, Hamilton, ooh, it's Lando. Gets a move done on the guys on the old tyres and finally moves ahead of Hulkenberg um, there. Uh, Hamilton's probably the only other one really in shooting distance to make a move at the moment. Um, are you chasing up uh, Alonso Alon- and Taylor Swift? <laughs> <laughs> uh, admitted uh, casual F1 ch- uh, fan here. Uh, yes, I'm trying to get a little bit of goss on uh, Fernando Alonso <laughs> and Taylor Swift. He, he didn't deny it. He released a TikTok playing her music in the background with a little wink at the camera. Mm. So <laughs> I think he just he's, he's so in meme culture at the moment. Fernando's just loving it. Yep. Uh, who knows if it's real or not, but anyway. It was pretty funny. I saw a meme video today with all the – all the commentators getting stuck into him as well. Um, <laughs> he's been asked about it nonstop. I think yeah. he's just loving it, to be honest. Like they were, he was obviously racing at the time or in practice mm. or whatever and all the comments they were making on his driving were all Taylor Swift songs. Having fun with it. He's in pretty good nick for 41. Mm-hmm. The old <laughs> you do you, young king. Yeah, <laughs> or should I say middle-aged king? Yeah, he might have had some help in the hair but – uh, nothing wrong with that. Yeah, get some money. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Get that Elon Musk money. Um, and hair. <laughs> you, uh, want, you want any fun Baku facts? Yeah, go for it. Sure. The lowest lying national capital in the world at negative 28 metres uh, below sea level. Really? Yes. Um, 
That's all I got. Arch nemesis of Kazakhstan. No, that's Uzbekistan. That's all I've got for, for Baku. Uh, so looking at that, Ocon and uh, Hockenberg both have not um, changed their tyres. So they will be struggling. A lot of the others, um, mm. deep runners as well, with four laps to go, I don't think anyone's changing. Uh, if Perez holds on, I feel like he might be leading the championship. Um, Jimmy, because he got eight points to um, for staff and six yesterday, so that's two improvement, and he'll get another seven um, off this off the win. I think it's 20, 25 for a win and eighteen for second place. I feel like so that should get him pretty close to making up that difference. Thirteen point difference as it is. Um, I think that probably already includes the sprint race in there. Um, so, no, he'll be six points behind. But it's closing the mm. gap. They are very much out front. Um, if Alonso finishes fourth at the moment, um, he will stay ahead of Hamilton and um, Charles Leclerc is probably a, a long way back. He's starting to make a move um, racing well. If he completes a race, he'll be quite happy with that too. Uh, mm. From here, where do we go, F1? Uh, from here. Miami, bitch. Oh, that's right. Miami, yeah. we go across mm. there um, before going back uh, to um, Europe, before coming back to Canada. Yeah, that doesn't make much yeah. sense, do that? They, no. they do that. But, no. And then they go back to Europe. But then there's a, a reasonable European run through yeah. there. Yeah. And then sort of more. A bit of an Asian run. Around, Asian run. Yeah. And then back to the Americas. The Americas yeah. before finishing back in Abu Dhabi. Mm. So still a long season ahead. Uh, Red Bull very dominant um, and out to a big lead. Uh, looks like they will win here with three laps to go. Um, nothing much else to say out of that lot. From what I've seen, probably a bit of an uneventful race for this one, unfortunately. So, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if next year, Baku, they um, go back to last year's. Maybe they from the 100 they go to the, you know, they'll add 50 metres back to kind of, Try to push more overtaking in this, because mm. um, those cars have been following each other closer this season and last season. Like I, f- I feel like the the back side of this core of the race um, track has uh, been more of a following. There hasn't been a lot of potential to make moves. It is a very tight tight circuit, yeah. but it's not quite as tight as say Monaco is. Um, but yeah, the down the big long straight was kind of where you you position yourself and you make your moves, and without that extra distance. Um, has made it very difficult uh, in this one. So a lot of the cars are just going around, unfortunately. Uh, barring mm. anything big uh, from, say, the middle plaque putting into the wall, that's probably how it will end for this one. What happened to – that happened to uh, Verstappen last – was it last year? He, he blew a tyre? No, nah, that was the year before. He year blew before. a tyre and put it yeah. in the wall. Yeah, going down a straight doing – 320, 350 kilometers yep. an hour. Yeah, she's a little bit scary. Oh, there we go. Oscar goes up, takes Hockenberg in the 12th. Um, got a lot of work to do if he wants to get a point. Mm. That was for this Byron's week. bad, unfortunately, still. That will do us for this week. We have a, another big week upcoming in the world of sport. Obviously, the NBA playoffs. Uh, who's going to go through mm. tomorrow, Kings or Dubs? Magic round. Hopefully uh, the officiating is magic this this time <laughs> around. Uh, all footy cricket chat as per usual. 
Um, and yeah, the APL seems as though City will be lifting the uh, the trophy. Uh, as a United fan, let's hope that they don't get the two big ones uh, in the in the Champions League as well. Uh, hopefully, you're all having a good week. Have had a great weekend. Uh, we'll see you next time here on the Esky. We appreciate the support. Check us out on the social media platforms: Instagram, Facebook, um, and chuck us a wow subscription. <laughs> Subscribe, yeah. Subscription on uh, on the YouTube, if you wouldn't mind. Uh, did you see the South had 14 men on the field? They, I did say that, yeah. <laughs> they, they're going to get a five-figure fine, which is fuck all. So <laughs> they'll happily take that. Five figures? Yeah, as in like 50K kind of thing. It could be 10. Could be ten. Could be fuck could all. Be, so couldn't be nine, nine, nine. <laughs> no, it'd be it could, yeah. Well, that could be because said five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you include the include the sense as well, is that including the figure? No. Uh, yeah. And you know there was that chat also about the Las Vegas trip. So there's uh, some, some clubs interested to go over to Vegas to play in uh, the the Raiders big dome there. Um, mm. um, I was going to say cool. Oakland there, but Las Vegas Raiders <laughs> uh, uh, was the other kind of stories. In my quick flick through of. Uh, the news. That'd be a footy trip. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just what we need. More bucket, more <laughs> bucket list trips <laughs> yeah. and a Tessie pop to finish. Thank you. Thanks for listening. We'll uh, see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye.